Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm just hustling and bustling today, and and everything's just happening so fast. It's been one of those days where... You know, you just, you, the day's always just one step ahead of you and keeps you on your toes. In fact, so much that I actually tripped today and broke my toe. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> not not much poetically inspiring with that, but, um, yeah, it just, just put me in such a grumpy mood, you know. Like I was trying to do all this running around and my toe hurt, and, yeah, I'm looking for a pen. All right. We're ready to go. I told you. Two steps ahead of me. All right. So welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe. Open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be a fun, fun night tonight. I'm really excited about uh, some of the things that I know are going to be happening a little bit later on. So if you want to call in and uh, read your poetry on the show, we'll be taking callers here in just a little bit. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty, you can call in and and, uh, be able to read on the air. All right, so there are a couple things that I want to go over before we get started on the show, some announcements to make. First of all, if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, uh, you are wonderfully invited to do so. Remember, you do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of fun, guys. You know, the whole concept is I don't care where we are. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn from each other. And if there's nothing, you know, nothing else that the last, you know, almost 13 years in October, 13 years in October, uh, years on the show with you guys has taught me is that you all do learn and grow from each other. You know, just the ways that I've seen you guys inspire each other is pretty awesome. So we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. You could do a workshop on your favorite poet, your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poem, talk about it. You could do an actual workshop where you walk us through step-by-step instructions uh, to follow to where at the end of the show we have a piece. You can talk about a form of poetry that you really enjoy, or maybe it's something that you want to learn about. Maybe you've always been curious about haiku. So do some looking online and figure out all the things, and then come on and talk about writing a haiku, and um, you know maybe do it live and have people do write them with you and learn the, the different types. You know how many different types of haiku there are? Everyone thinks it's real simple. You know, five, seven, five syllables, three lines. That's American haiku. You know, there there are so many different kinds. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, discover that stuff together. Whatever you want to put the, put it together on, just let me know. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. And if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, 
A-L-I-S-I-A, Myla.Alicia, and uh, let me know, shoot me a message, let me know you, what you want to do, and we'll get that put together. You can do these uh, anywhere from, uh, they can be 30 minutes long, up to three hours, depending on what you need. You can pre-record these on your computer and send them to me, and I can play them as a pre-recorded show. We can do a combination where we uh, do part of the show as a recording and part of the show live if you want to. You know, like We'll do the workshop part together first, and then we can do that pre-recorded, and then come on live after that and take callers, questions, and things. Or we can do a whole show live, depending on if you want to have audience participation throughout it or not. So, yeah, it'll be awesome. And, uh, you know, really think about something that you'd have fun hanging out with us and doing. And we can put these together, you know, schedule these at any time and get them going. All right, the next thing I want to do is I want to thank all of the sponsors who helped keep us on the air uh, for our 2019 season. Um, we have Michael, Julia, Christy, Uma, Melvin, Terry, Ronald, Mangus, Gary and Noreen, Paula, John, Rosalind, Sean, and James. And I want to thank all of you guys for helping keep us on the air and helping uh, with those licensing fees this year. Appreciate and love you guys so much. The next thing I am going to do <laughs> is I am going to play an audio track. All right, and we always start and end. Or no, wait, i got to do your writing exercises. Oh, you guys would have been mad at me. Or maybe you wouldn't. Do you guys even, I have to ask you, do you guys even do these? I mean, do you, are they even fun for you? I'm going to do them anyway, but, you know, I'm just going to be kind of curious to know. <laughs> at the start, in the, uh, the start in the, uh, of the, every show, we do a writing prompt and a journal exercise uh, and a, a journal assignment. So if you're ever sitting there one night and you say, oh, I don't know what to write about, just go back into the archives and press any week and uh, listen to the first part of the show, and you can get, you know, a bunch of prompts and things off of there. That's kind of, you know poke one of your muses. So before we get started, I have to give you those. <laughs> All right. So this week, or actually this last month, and, and probably for a little bit, we're really going to be talking about the importance of free writing. And free writing is where you just, you're writing random thoughts, whatever pours out of your brain. You're not trying to write anything in any particular form. You're just, whatever spills out, spills out. Okay. But one of the biggest things that, you know, I can't stress enough, first of all, how important free writing is. But one of the things that people always tell me is, I don't know what to write about. Well, that's the point. You know, you, you just write. It doesn't matter. You're not supposed to know what you're going to write about. It's free thought. And uh, so, but that's the biggest objection that I get from people why they aren't doing it. So in your journal, I want you to do free writing all the time. Every day you should be doing free writing. Um, but I'm only giving you one a week. What I'm going to do is it's going to be like a, a thought provoker, kind of like greasing the wheel, an ice disc starter, um, like put your pen to paper and take off with this thought and then just let go of the reins and write whatever it's going to write, okay? But this takes that excuse away. So it gives you something to think about when you put your pen to paper and then just do your free write. Just start with this thought and keep going. Um, so your free thought writing... <laughs> A prompt thing is for this week is um, describe a great fort you built or would have liked to have built as a child. So a fort that you built or a fort you would have liked to have built as a child. So put your pen to paper, just start writing about 
that thought and then just keep going wherever it goes. All right, so that's your free write thought provoker for the week. The next thing I want to give you is uh, your writing exercise. And exercise is meant to stretch those muscles to make you move out of your comfort zone, write about things in a way that you may normally not write about them, think about them in a way, a new light, whatever. Uh, but it's, it's to try something new, you know. It's only when you step out of your comfort zone that you grow. So your exercise is something you should be doing just to move your pen and explore a little bit with it. So the exercise for this week is something I call anatomically speaking, all right? So I want you to find a full-length photograph of a person. Uh, and the more interesting the person, the better. Like, go to Google Images and look up something along the lines of Depression-era photograph or Victorian lady or homeless man. Um, you know, be really creative in your searches to find these people. And then when you find one that interests you, I want you I want you to start writing about your observations on this person and be super descriptive, like you're describing every t- detail but also embellish, um, almost like you're, you're trying to describe this person to a police sketch artist, okay? Get, get that specific. You start at their, um, you know, start at the top, like their hair, you know, and their eyes and skin, and write about their nose and neck and shoulders and chest. Like, you write about his chest like um, his chest was wide, wide like a, wide and broad like the bow of a ship, hard but showing the wear of all the storms that raged and beat against him as he faced them head on. You know, that kind of thing. Describe, you know, as if you're trying to create a, a picture. Um, you know, basically with words, try to create the most descriptive portrait of how this person looks and how you imagine they came to look like that. You know, like her eyes were hollow from all the emptiness of Uh, purpose in years of her proper upbringing, a madness in them from watching her curious hands wasted on hours of perfecting needlework, and there's a wildness too, hissing like a whisper, a clenched teeth confession of everything she screams to be, were she free from the corset of polite society. I don't know. You see where I'm going. Just just have fun and just run those out and you know her her eyes were and you know just bring out that emotion as you're creating a, a portrait. So anatomically speaking, find a full-length phot- photograph of a person with words, uh create the most descriptive portrait of how that person looks and how you imagine they come to look that way. All right. So the prompt. So remember me talking about hang on, taking a drink. So remember me talking about how the day was always two steps ahead of me? Well, that's kind of where we got right here because I had all of my stuff done, but I didn't have the prompt done. So we're going to pick up a book, and I'm going to find your prompt for this week. Now, a prompt is different from an exercise. A prompt is uh, something that's intended to create a written poem. And it could be the title of the poem. It could be a line in the poem. It could be the concept of the poem. But the whole thing with the prompt is it's like planting a seed. And the end result should grow into a poem. But how it gets there is up to you. All right. So I just happen to have on my 
desk a copy of the Rubiant of Omar Khayyam. So we're going to open it. I'm going to find a line. All right. So I said the first thing that I saw, the first, I, so it was going to be the first line that I scrubbed, okay? Um, and the line that I put my finger on and the one we're going to do is really kind of cool. So your prompt for this week is the lizard keep. The lizard keep. The lizard keep. That is your prompt for this week. All right, so it can be the title, the concept, a line in, but that should turn into a poem. All right, now, now we are going to play an audio track. So we start and end every episode with a track, and if you have something of yours recorded and would like to have us play that, you can email it to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio, track, MP3, something like that in the title line for me, subject line, and we can get that uploaded to the show and played for everyone. So the piece that I'm going to start with this week with is by uh, Neil Hilborn, and it's called OCD. Here we go. The first time I saw her, everything in my head went quiet. All the ticks, all the constantly refreshing images just disappeared. When you have obsessive compulsive disorder, you don't really get quiet moments. Even in bed, I'm thinking, there's locked door yet, locked man yet, locked door yet, locked man yet. When I saw her, the only thing I could think about was the hairpin curve of her lips, or the eyelash on her cheek, the eyelash on her cheek, the eyelash on her cheek. I knew I had to talk to her. I tried six times. In 30 seconds, she said yes after the third one, but none of them felt right, so I had to keep going. On our first date, I spent more time organizing my meal by color than I did eating, or fucking talking to her. But she loved it. She loved that I had to kiss her goodbye 16 times or 24 times if it was Wednesday. She loved it took me forever to walk home because there are lots of cracks on her sidewalk. When we moved in together, she said she felt safe, like no one would ever rob us because I definitely locked the door 18 times. <laughs> I'd always look around when she talked, when she talked, when she talked, when she talked, when she talked. When she said she loved me, her mouth would curl up at the edges. At night, she'd lay in bed and watch me turn all the lights off and on and 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 off. And on and off. She'd close her eyes and imagine that days and nights were just passing in front of her. Some mornings, I'd start kissing her goodbye, but she'd just leave because I was making her late for work. When I stopped at a crack in the sidewalk, she just kept walking. When she said she loved me, her mouth was a straight line. She told me I was taking up too much of her time. Last week, she started sleeping at her mother's place. She told me that she shouldn't have let me get so attached to her. That this whole thing was a mistake. But how can it be a mistake that I don't have to wash my hands after I touch her? Love, it's not a mistake. It's killing me. I can't go out and find someone new because I always think of her. Usually, when I step over things, I see germs sneaking into my skin. I feel like I was crushed by an endless possession of cars, and she was the first beautiful thing I ever got stuck on. I want to wake up every morning thinking about the way she holds her steering wheel, how she turns shower knobs like she's opening a safe, how she blows out candles, 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 blows out. Candles, blows out candles, blows out. 
Now, I just think about who else is kissing her. I can't breathe because he only kisses her once. He doesn't care if it's perfect. I want her back so bad. I leave the door unlocked. I leave the lights on. Actually, look him up on YouTube. There's a bunch of his stuff. That's Neil Hilborn, H-I-L-B-O-R-N. And uh, that one was his track called OCD. All right. Now, if you are online, actually, let's go ahead and give the phone number again. If you'd like to call in and read tonight on the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, you can do so by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 540 is our first caller tonight. And, uh, yeah, 54, I'm trying to find my pen that works. All right, 540. Yeah, i got to write that down. Okay, first caller, 540. Then... <laughs> Um, so listen for your area code, and you'll know it's uh, your turn to come on. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself so that your name is attached to your work, very, very important, and so that people know who it is reading. Then you can read two poems to start off with tonight, and uh, if that the lines get too busy, depend on, depending on what's going on, uh, we may have to change that back to one but you can start off by reading, too. Please keep your poems right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you and show you some love and all that good stuff before you come back here again and read next week. Then please do remember that we have a mature rating. That means that you're bound to hear just about anything on here, and you usually really honestly do with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, don't get too graphic, and uh, other than that, you're good to go. So let's go ahead and get to our first caller. I'm going to give the first three so you kind of know. Oh, wow, thank you, Tex. It looks like we're having line issues. If you guys are trying to call in and getting a fast busy, busy signal, uh, just keep trying, 646-595-3965, and uh, the... Just keep, yeah, just keep trying to dial in. And uh, we actually have a couple lines on right now. We have 540, who is our first. And it looks like 832. 832 got in. And then uh, a Skype caller. But Skype caller, you're not in the lineup. If you want to come on, press 1 on your phone. Otherwise, uh, I see you there. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1. I may check with you anyway just in case you can't press 1. But if you don't want to come on, just don't say anything. Shh, no one will know. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go ahead and take our first caller. Five four zero. Five four zero. You're on the air. Hey, this is Philip Church down in Virginia. Hey, Philip. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, fine as frog fur. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Frog fur. You just cracked me up. 
can't get any finer than frogs fur, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. So what's going on with you, love? Well, just managed to uh, once again be the first one on the show. <laughs> I know, I told you. Devil at the crossroad, yeah. or demon at the crossroad. That's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but a really nice demon, like the super nice one that's like, you know, defecting the other side or something. Oh, yeah, 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 up until I collect yeah. on the contract. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or so, they, so they want you to think, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, too oh. funny. Well, uh, I got two for you tonight, and uh, the first one is uh, got a little story behind it. I uh, I had never written uh, a country song at this point. This is one of my. This is going way back now to when I first started doing all of this back in 2012. And uh, it's uh, he's a friend of mine. He's an up and coming country performer, and I uh, lived in Nashville and wanted me to write some songs. So I I told him I would, and. Uh, but now, and don't get me wrong, I love all kinds of music. I mean, I like to listen to Bach, for goodness sakes. But I, I'm, I haven't been big on modern, what they call modern country. I, I'm more uh-huh. of the old Jennings uh, and that sort of, of uh, old school stuff. So Silver Wings and Clyde and right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, I put it on uh, CMT, I guess, and I uh, I turned the volume down, and I just would I would take notes from everything I would see uh, in the uh, the videos, and I, I and I wrote these things down in like pretty girls, uh, ATVs, four wheel drives, barbecues, uh, lots of beer. Uh, <laughs> Fishing and, uh, of course, playing uh, music, dancing, line dancing, uh, cowboy hats, uh, you know, how they put uh, fishing hooks on their uh, cap bills, uh, big old belt buckles and boots and jeans and all that. So I wrote all this stuff down, and then I uh, I wrote this song, and, of course, I've converted it back to a, a poem. So the chorus is the very last stanza. And this is called Country Bread and Born. We sing free bird at the witching hour and raise our koozies high. We won't slack to get each other's back, not asking how or why. We say go to hell with a rebel yell to all the pushing and the shoving. On summer night, we hold on real tight with a little country loving. We're a band of brothers who miss our mothers when we go to war. We stand true for the red, white, and blue and couldn't ask for more. We'll take a ride on a Harley with pride or fire up a John Deere. We never mind stepping over the line, and we never back down in fear. We like to play in the muck with a pickup truck just to clear our head. We like collard greens, brown soup beans with a little fresh cornbread. We grow up straight and we pull our weight. We let our freedom ring. All the country ways we live out our days, we wouldn't trade for anything. Pretty girls, ATVs, and a four-wheel drive. Barbecues and ice-cold beer bring a country boy alive. 
fishing off the bank, picking tunes, or dancing in a line. Cowboy hats, hooks on bills, and simple thrills are fine. Belt buckles, broken boots, and jeans nicely worn. These are all a part of life. Country, bred, and born. In poem. <laughs> How fun was that? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. You know, working music's really big in my life, and it always has been. I mean, I've worked in radio since I was 18, and, you know, even before that, you know, I, I was a kid writing, you know, writing songs and sending them to Elton John and, you know, telling him that he could use it, but I needed 10% of the profits. You know, seriously, I'm not even kidding you. That happened really in real life. <laughs> You know, and but I, I've been really lucky working in radio, I guess, to be intimately exposed to different types of music changing throughout the years, you know, from, from 80s music to now. And being able to really kind of immerse myself in some of those. So I went through my pure country, you know, 80s transformation, new country phase. But I also, you know, years ago went through the whole, um, you know, the old country, the the Hank Williams and, you know, old school stuff, uh, you know, down to just all different, you know, and really knowing and, and being able to have experienced all those. It's just, now I forgot where I was going. What in the hell am I talking about? You took me somewhere with your poem, and wherever it was, it dumped me and left me at the bakery because I'm lost. <laughs> uh, that, that happens to all of my uh, the people that encounter my poetry. <laughs> <laughs> you brain thief, you! I'm on to your wily ways. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I I, uh, I wrote 17 songs uh, for this fellow. And uh, out of all those, he he only made a recording out of one, and it wasn't this one. But I felt like this was the the, the perfect country song. It, I mean, it had I can't think of anything else I could have put in there. You know, of course, like Mm-mm. David Allen Cook, I didn't say anything about mama or trains or trucks or prison or getting drunk. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I've met David Allen Coe, by the way. I I, uh, I actually uh, I'm kind of like. One of my heroes is Mark Twain. I actually worked on a uh, riverboat, a uh, big. Uh, it was the biggest in the world at the time, and uh, I was a deckhand, and uh, uh, I was working boarding when uh, David Allen Coe came on with, uh, I guess, two of his wives. And the, it, when he come off the the elevator and and, and walked up to me, it what I couldn't believe was he was so short. I mean, compared to me, he he was a, a little feller. But I still wouldn't mess with him. He looked mean. Like a chihuahua backing down a St. Bernard, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, of course, he spent a lot of time at the, the high-limit the, the high uh, slot, so that tells you something there. He was doing all right. I want to switch gears completely on my second piece, and then I'll get on out of here. But this, this is... Uh, this is really going in a completely different direction. This is one of the very first things I ever wrote, and it's it's kind of where my heart is at about poetry in general. 
And uh, I thought I had read this on the show here, and evidently I never have. So this is my chance to finally get it on here. But this is called A Poet's Prayer. Make me a poet, I pray. Deny me wealth and might. Just words in my heart lay to help others when I write. In someone's darkest hour, when no spoken comfort can be heard, allow me the unctioned power to soothe the hurt with such a word. In the midst of all the trouble and strife, though one may feel as under curse, please let me give some words of life with blessings rhymed within a verse. I don't want to achieve any fame. I only ask this taking part. For no one need recall my name if I can aid a breaking heart. If only words to help another when falling, and only God to know it, then I pray my writing meets that calling. Lord, please help me be a poet. In poem. <laughs> you know... Speaking of country songs, you know, thank God for unanswered prayers. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this one is thank God for answered prayers. Oh. I think so. I you know one of the things I've had a privilege to do as a poet is, and I've I've, I've had people request it is I've actually done elegies, uh, uh, at um, for memorial services. One of them was for the local. Uh, uh, Scoutmaster, uh, whom whom I had never met, but uh, they they read it at at his uh, uh, memorial service, and uh, I want know, you to uh, write one. I want you to write one for me. An elegy? Yeah. Well, you're you're still alive. <laughs> but I'll just put it away for later. Oh sure, okay. <laughs> That's, a That's little, your homework assignment. <laughs> That's my homework, okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm well, serious. I'll put it in my for the day I'm dead file. <laughs> I will seriously okay. do it. <laughs> so, so you will rest comfortly knowing that you're you're in the, you're in the file. <laughs> well, uh, okay, um, sure. <laughs> but uh, you know that's uh, you know that's that's the thing is you know we. I, I really believe that every time a poem is written, the universe is changed a little bit. That every time I've written a poem, I have changed the world. It's, it's just a, Dan, a do tiny me a bit. favor, and when you write my eulogy, say I died yeah. at 114. <laughs> Killed by a, a jealous <laughs> woman. No, no, no. See, this is so funny because we just, okay, I have to share this because we just talked about this the other day, right? So I was sitting there and I was talking about, you know, when you grow old and you die. And I said, I'm going to be so mad if I end up growing old and dying in a beige hallway, you know, drooling with, you know, um, boy George, do you really want to hurt me video being the only memory in my recall, and, you know, I don't want to die like that. I said, you know, if if something happens or, you know, I die in my sleep in a really boring way, I said, take my body all the way up onto the top of a mountain, right, where you know the cougars are, and stuff my pockets full of bacon. 
so that when they find me, it's I died on top of a mountain being mauled by a cougar instead of, you know, something boring. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I'm good. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we were. T- what were we talking about again? I'm writing you. <laughs> <laughs> My eulogy. Oh God. Homework. Our our um, our, um, our demise. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a funeral. It'll be yeah. awesome. <laughs> We're going to put on my tombstone is here lies Phillips Church, born in Elm, died of birch, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or I told you I was sick, and, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think, I think so we, the people probably had enough of my sense of humor. <laughs> but, uh, All right. You know uh, what you need to do now, then? Yeah. You, y'all can find me. Uh uh, on Facebook, Philip Church, or uh, my my books. Uh, I write. Uh, I, I do write. I have some poetry books. I also write uh, uh, some uh, history books. I, and my novel, by the way, is uh, actually doing pretty good right now. Um, so you can find me on Amazon, Philip Kent K E N T Church is what you would want to search for, and I, I'm on there. And uh, y'all look me up and feel free to send me a friend request, and hopefully I'll uh, be here next week and I'll have your uh, I'll have my homework done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! <laughs> All right, Philip, honey, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. I uh, appreciate you too. <laughs> bye, sweetheart. Bye, bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Uh, why? why? Why do I have to be on the air? Because it's your turn, my darling. Don't make me blue. Uh, maybe, no, maybe I am, and maybe I'm not. <laughs> You're as blue as a Smurf, honey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, we all got to try something, right? <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> Just don't take the purple, yeah. right? Don't take the purple. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, they, 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 that's the best way. We can, that's one of those things where it's like you, uh, what you, uh, you want the purple? Um, okay, we're gonna scrap. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got only one left, and one. it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't getting it. Oh, too funny. The purple crayon is all mine, and you can't have it, biatch. <laughs> Let go of that purple crayon, Charlie. You know what I'm, okay, you know what I'm saying. We ain't don't playing you remember that, that book, Charlie, and his purple crayon? And the kids oh, no, I don't, actually. I'm glad I missed <laughs> Someone it. Someone out there knows honest. what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Charlie I'm sure they purple do. crayon. It's kind of interesting that... Uh, uh, Mr. Church brought up uh, his uh, meeting with uh, with uh, Mr. Mr. Coe because uh, it's not and not as a not as you know a commentary on anything anybody's uh, done or said or anything. But uh, whenever I hear someone's talking about you know they're writing you know, country western songs, uh, it, it never fails that you know there's that one tune that by, by David Allen Coe that always comes to my mind. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? No, which one? 
It's called it's called uh, you never even call me by my name. Oh. <laughs> and at the end of it, you, you know what I'm darling. talking about now. Okay. Yeah, but, about but at the end of the but at the at the at the end of the at the end of the song he says, "Well, my friend wrote that song and he wrote me and told me he'd written the written the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back and told him he had not written the perfect country and western song. He hadn't talked about the pickup truck or his dog or mama." Or coming home from prison. <laughs> I got drunk today. My mom got out of prison. <laughs> Something about he got ran over by the you know damned old train. <laughs> yeah, the damn my dog got my dog got run over by the damned old train when I went to go pick her up at the station. <laughs> yeah, in her pickup truck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I go. remember that. I love that. I love that. See, you know that's that's oh, good writing. That's good writing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like I said, that, that, like I said, that's what always comes to my head when someone starts talking about things like that. And it, <laughs> it sits there like that. It's like, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, mo- moving on. <clears throat> yeah, I got uh, this piece uh, called Trials. This one's, this one's kind of uh, well. It goes back to something that I do every once in a while. It's not something I, I kind of like sit in as far as um, stylism or whatever I guess you'd say. But every once in a while, there just seems to be a, just the need for uh, one of these to come out, and it's um, what I call an archetypal uh, kind of piece, and it's. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because it'll unfold itself as I read it. But um, it's 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 always interesting to me when they come out like that because it's like I never know when they're going to show up, you know, kind of like that unexpected guest. So <laughs> it's just kind of interesting. Anyway, it's called Trials. The trials have ended. The fires burn bright. It's a whole shot. Songs of darkness ring out. The weak have surrendered unto their own misgivings. The stalwart have endured and survived yet another attack. Those whom have spoken names too often shall so be shunned. Doubts thin with the sharpening shapes of eldritch bones were he. Those they sought to use as goads, a thorn in the ribs, side cage of torso. They shall burn with fervor, the furor of fever, shedding the weight, their dismantled skins, the robes of their malcontent. Trust is not an issue. It is the turbulence of burnt ground. Dasuna. Colors wrench the sowing songs back to ceremony. Wind scent pressures the cedar trees becoming the seeds of a grass fire summer. Peche peze doge. Thunder dreamers 
clear the wanton paths for pollen-dusted females. She moves with a soft sachet of curves, the smooth rolling hills. The sun cannot harm her. No moon can cause her devastation. She is a dance of liquid shine and stardust. She suffers no man-imposed will. She is herself formed and fed of earth. Rogues, traitors, thieves, libelous women, which one is she? Seed stone of thunder dreamers. Why won't say we're here? The bones know, and they aren't telling. Stardust cutting flesh from sheets of thinning sleep. Jean Ferris was not born fay, spoor of the lynx. Pug of the ancients, rage of the first beings, Gibacon, lumbering mass in motion, colossal, vicious sounds that kept out from within the accessible abyss. Ugube, no shoulder to cry on. White as no virgin, virgin version of assurance. Purity isn't colorless. It is the balance struck, that place of ground joints, plates of bone and muscle, fire and coherency knit together with sinew twisted just for that served purpose. Dragonjo. Deer hide, smooth, yellow tanned, for soft suede, the slow sounds of rattles shaking like a heartbeat in the wind. She will not serve you. Her purpose is in the designs of life, the skeins of threadwork, the lights of the rights of choice. You have tried your dried forms of genuflect deception. You attempted brain addled rape. You sought to add confusion to the dying gasp of the rainbow through a sneak the echo. Verdict rendered. You. She is no misled female. She is seed bone from stone, Dragoline. Hands soft like warmed wet clay, Montinga. There is her source of dreaming, Conte. Her dance is the promise of cool healing, Dragojava. Sacred corn flowers around her. The scent of ascending Getha, kind, clear skies, become the blanket field of her train. She is female, made for rain, shaped, flocked by those whom have so adorned her flesh and spirit. 
Pine pollen, rich yellow corn musk, more bee calls out and the silt filled edges of black perfume. Dash was a, a whiff of smoke and she is gone, seeking the remaining shadows that connect her to wood and rainforest. Splintered flint spitting sparks where she is. There is heat without wither. Say, there is lightning without broken sound, Wak they say. The hoop has been reinvented. The wicker work of Bignon and the dancing scintillation of waves worked into feather capes, blessed in the weave of their make. Earth has found rapture. Thunder dawns of dreamers, female central to the circle, my sisters murdered, missing their songs in concert will heal the earth of rupture, respect for all things sacred, no mixing, no matching, each visit given place. And damn any who say otherwise. Gasoline. Dawn breaks. Female born of seed from stone arise. Thunder dreamers awake. The time has come. Moke Ujongi. Ubekin. In peace. Absolutely incredible. It's like being in a trance, <laughs> listening to you. It is. Oh, thank you. Uh, like I say, that one was cool. I just liked the way that it came out. It's just like I say, it just kind of showed up. So it's like, cool. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. You know. I, I told you, man. I don't. I don't play with that. I don't. You know, wherever it takes me, that's where I go. You know. I'm that's not worried about where it ends up. I always tell up. people stop trying to. Yeah. Push your muse out the door when it's trying to pull you out the window. Just shut up and go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey. And it's why I just walk with it, you know. See what comes up. Awesome job, huh? And I got one that's a, that is in, it's not a really new, but I like it a lot because it just, it's, I just like the way that this one rolled out. And it's got a lot of, uh, yeah, it's just got a lot of good stuff going with it. It's um, called We Do Not Write Pretty. Late night rides, courses, curses, invocations. We burn with gas siphoned syllables. We spray the signal fires of sun at sunset as we make use of our drive-by amusing of articulation. Unfolded and strewn in sweeping gestures of flame void. As if diamond dust shaken loosed from our beggars' bundles. We leave the fables we find upon the riven barren fields as just so much fodder for journey miles. Oh, yes, soil over which you labor in rote forms of quatrains. The only sheen we recognize.
there are the sacred, clean, blowing winds from the four quarters that the gilt-edged palisades be damned, our Trojan horses slick, rustic with blood tang of ancient copper suffusing the molten flavors they say upon our tongue. Who are we? We are the street poets, the beat poets, the ragged wanderers and skeins of patched velvet, nicked patterns of overuse, burn marks upon the steel we suffer to use that defy any definition. We are the prose sonic con artists, the imagistic graffiti writers that spew virulent daglo stains upon the walls of your tidy minds. We do not write pretty. We make diamond-cut faces from mosaic broken glass in using heavy concrete innuendo as our chosen topography, as it is an aggregate you cannot break nor master. Fires belch raucous flames, leaving us with scars of such corroded news. Morph the art of becoming we are the ugly map, the searing sojourn upon which we have long ago embarked. Through a wasteland, you pigeonhole as junkyards. To us, they are sweet havens of unwritten sorrow and sacrifice. We place ourselves upon the altar of our art. We spit gristle and bone. Standing as we do, oft enough in a welter of blood, the plasma sweat thereof shining in our eyes. We are the ones you shy away from with a snarl of disgust because you don't see our worth, recognize our offerings for what they are. We are who we are. We won't be who you want us to be. And still, we are incandescent in the darkness. Mouth upon the microphone. What you gonna do? We are multi-ethnic blood of no blood, blood of everyone you purest bastards. We are singular in our focus. We live the mantra we espouse a thousand throats wherever we may be. You cannot steal what you cannot see. That which is the heart of me. Our ranks are growing. We are become the many. We are not connected. We are the same because we are different. Oh, yes, we are not like you. We despise any attempts at assimilation. We curse those who follow the common herd spoor. The smooth beneficence you demand, so it is, and we rebel at such insistence. We are nobody's pet dissidents. We will smear you with the clay shite of our day-glow resonance. The shamanic phonics we naturally fall into since have made it ours, mating mating and morphing terminology to fit us like new clothes. At origin, the word does not belong here. It was brought here. The roots are not our, of our coherency of spirit. As even defiled, mauled by denigration, we are still red earth. Our roots are deep. We are become the many. Our ranks are swelling. We are spoken word artists with our own set of rules. Spoken word is not just one set and slam does not cover all our spoken words. We remain true to who we are 
in spite of your assimilative mechanical pressures. We are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home. In peace. I can see why you really like that one and why you're proud of that one. That was incredible. I think that's probably one of my favorites of yours that I've heard in a while. I think that that's a, you know, out of what I've heard you read recently, I think that's my favorite so far. Yeah, thank like, you. I like what that. was it? I really Imagistic, love it. Imagistic uh, Im- graffiti artist. Graffiti artist. Yeah. That's just. Like I say, that one just came out. Describing a writer. That's perfect. Yeah, you know. Well, we do. Like I say, when we're when we're out there on the street, we're not looking at things in the same way as like the ivory tower. You know, we're just trying to make it work, and we try to you know do, what? and we do our best to. Show other people what we see. And, 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 you know, it's really funny because that was something that I thought about when I was listening to you read that is, you know, I hear people all the time. I love the way you're so confident with your writing. You know, I love it that you can sit there and say, I'm really happy with the, with the way this one came out. You know, I think that we should take pride in what we do. But, oh, my God, am I going to lose where I was going with this? Um <laughs> that would be bad. But you I hear people who are, you know, like very timid about their writing. And we're, what were we talking about? Quick remind me. Oh, just uh, basically street poet people and uh, you know, uh imagistic graffiti artist, you know, type uh approach. Yeah, I forget where I was going. See, I hate it when that happens, but it does it's uh, you know, I'll get excited about something. I'll think about something. I'll get excited and the way it works inside my brain is it's like when that happens, it's like a, a, a merry-go-round that is flying apart and all the horses are running in different directions and they're all shiny, pretty, and I don't know where to focus and I lose exactly the horse I was looking at and all of a sudden I'm just seeing pretty horses. <laughs> That's what just happened. That's what happens when I do that, you guys. <laughs> you hurt my horses, Soldier Blue. No, no. Don't worry, I'll round them up. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, love I know you. where they went to. <laughs> yeah, you know. Whatever I was going to share with you guys was going to be the most profound thing you've ever heard in your writing careers, and it was going to change well, you forever. And I timid. just blew it. <laughs> you were just you were talking about people who are timid uh, timid about their writing. So I know, but that know, was going that I, somewhere. That I, there was a purpose for that, and I forgot what yeah. it was. Yeah. Okay. It has something to do with you talking about, you know, people being afraid of what they were writing or of, but um, something to do with the well, graffiti we just, artist. We just put it out there, you know. We just we just let it we just let it roll. We don't we don't care where the pieces fly, land. We just we just pick it up and go with it. Oh, I know what it was. You know how people will sit there and they judge themselves themselves against other writers and you know it's like i you know i didn't you just there's there's you know you're okay let me think think of an example there's two people who write a poem about a tiger right and one person Mm -hmm. reads their poem and it's a really good poem and the other person that wrote the poem about the tiger sits there and says well i can't read my poem about a tiger because it's you know not like that poem about a tiger and one of the things that i tell people is it's kind of like an artist, okay? You can have two people. You can have a vase of flowers, 
you know, a clear vase of flowers by a, a window with one or a vase with one white flower sticking out or whatever, whatever it is, and right, and you're going to have two people paint a still life of that, of what they see, the vase with the white flowers, and they are sitting side by side. The mere inches separating them, the mere inches separating them, the distance of their canvases or whatever it is, the inches separating them, though they are both painting the same thing directly in front of them, both of those paintings will be different. Because those inches, just those inches in the play on light, the shadows on something, make such a huge difference that those paintings will be completely different. Okay, it's the same thing with writing. Nobody can write what you can write. So I think that everybody should be strong and confident because whatever you write about it, nobody else in the world can do that. That's your shadow. That's your light. That's your play. Okay, I'm done. That's where I was going, but it sounded much more profound <laughs> when I thought about it the, the other time. It was going to be much better yeah. than, guys, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things that always comes that always comes to my mind, you know, when when someone wants to do something like that in terms of, you know, looking at themselves in that kind of that kind of form is, you know, you're uh just thinking about uh and I can't even really remember the the whole of it, but it just there's just the, the mode of, of the, the, the core that, that always strikes me and that's you know, you have three people that are that are blind and they're and one is at the middle one is at the front, one is at the back of an elephant. And they're all trying to describe what they feel because they can't see. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you're gonna get awesome. you're gonna get three different descriptions. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? You're, yep. gonna get, you're gonna get three different descriptions of that elephant. You know? Because um, not one of them is gonna be be feeling or, or feeling the same thing. Imagine if it was you know? a platypus. Well, you know, it's same, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, same thing, you know, it's like you know, don't don't sit there and talk, talk. You know, say, oh well, because I didn't see it this way, I'm, I can't write about it. That's a bunch of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Run that sucker up the flagpole and see who's You're the God only person with your own vision. Yep. Exactly. You know, the hell with all the rest of that crap. Be bold. Be daring. Be your own voice. Boldly yeah, go where know. only your voice can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm watching that the original of that right now as we speak, actually. Star Trek? Yeah, the original. Oh, my God. I was such a Trekkie. <laughs> oh, and then when Vo- my son and I, like a religion, the whole world stopped when Voyager came on. And we would just curl up yeah, on the couch you know. and watch Voyager. You know, that that was a religion. <laughs> that was our church, man. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Don't mess with us when Voyager's on it. Yeah, I'm such, I'm such a yeah. Trekkie. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I just dropped in cool points with you guys, no didn't I? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's, that, that's, my, that's my, you know, thing as far as, like, you know, telling anybody anything. You know, you know, I don't follow, and again, I, you know, I've said it before, you know, I follow the, what I consider the natural landscape of my work, okay? If someone feels better, you know, when they, when they, and they know how to make the quatrain work for them, hey, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Do it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't sit there and act like you have to write for an audience because you don't. You have to write for yourself. The audience will be there later, you know. And just, you know, and then work on your craft, you know. Be daring. Be brave. Be dangerous. 
be notorious. You know, step out on that be line. Be notorious. I want that to be. I want you know. to be notorious in your with your own pen. <laughs> be notorious. You know, show some show somebody your ass with both back, ass cheeks going out there. <laughs> no one's gonna okay, care. That's probably a little more graphic than I would have gone, but okay. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just let it roll, man. Don't worry about it. All right, Soldier Blue, tell everyone how to find you. Let's roll that way. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, again, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's, uh, it says it starts off with Rafe Wild, and then in the parentheses it'll say Soldier Blue, and that's me. And you can find me on my podcast which is free and it's red earth one and it's on spotify and a couple of other places so you can find it easily and uh you know just go with it and i would have i have to say uh in regards to that that uh the the the, the work uh, that I, I was reading just a minute ago uh we do not write pretty is one of the four uh works that are currently on my podcast so You'll you'll hear that one and uh, three other uh, three other pieces on it, and there you have it. You know, my favorite writing in the world is when someone doesn't write pretty. You know, pretty to me is like a woman sitting there with perfectly painted lips and her legs crossed yeah. and her hands folded. You know. Yeah. But I can give you, you know, another what, what analogy. What happens that really when she wipes that lipstick of... off? When thing, you know, that's oh, what sure. I want to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like when, like when, because cause, you know, being a, uh, that I come from a more musical uh, background in terms of you know playing instruments and singing and what and all of those kind of things. The the difference of it is, and this is uh, this uh, is what I see. There are those people who are the mechanics, and they're the ones who are looking to. Oh, we have to eliminate the buzz. We have to eliminate the buzz from the from the from the recording. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And they're so busy worrying about the stupid buzz that they forget to work on their craft. Work on your freaking craft first. You can eliminate the buzz later. Leave that to the techno techno rats who actually know what the hell they're doing. You know, who cares about the goddamn buzz if you haven't perfected what you're, you know, taking yourself up that next notch. We're not looking for perfection necessarily, but we're trying to we're always trying to make ourselves better. But you can't do that if you're sitting there worrying about the mechanics. Screw the mechanics. Get out there and do it. Work on your work. The mechanics will be the details that you that you iron out later. I agree, one hundred percent. Strong and bold words. So you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I say, work your you know, do your work first. Get that craft going. Get you know, work on the detailing of that. Then worry about the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what's really funny I don't know if you guys No, I'm just going to take a minute to go through say this real quick because it's important kind of to what you said but I, I, you know I went through when I was younger there was a program called ITA and if you google that ITA uh, reading it's it's I went through that program when I was little for the first three years of school and at the end of the third year, they dumped me into my, uh, it would have been fifth grade class, uh, never teaching me to read or see words correctly. You know, so I always, words is something I always struggle with. To this day, I have to fight so hard with my spelling. 
And if you look up ITA and you see an actual, they, there's books that will show you what words look like, and that's how I learned to read. And it was it's completely like a foreign language to what I saw in the fifth grade. What I learned up until the fourth grade was not what was on the book, and it was like a foreign language to me looking at it. I didn't know what it was. And so spelling and all of that stuff was always really hard for me. And I did horrible in English. And to this day, if I did not have an editor, you know, it would be the the way my spelling is just terrible because of that. And there's times where I've made errors and people have called me out on in, on social medias and things like that. And I could let something like that bother me. You know, I can't do this because I don't write correctly, so I'm not going to write and I'm not going to share. Or I can just spit it out and make a mess and, and correct it later and fill in the blanks later. You know, and I, I'm a firm believer in I don't care if you do it pretty. I don't care how well you write. I don't care how well you spell. You know, if you've got something to write, you just sit down and you write it. And don't let those rules or crutches slow you down. Just write. Yeah. And always go back and make it pretty later. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. We're done. Thank you, Soldier Blue. There you go. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Mama. All right. <laughs> Talk to you next week, love. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All righty, hon. We'll, we'll see All you right. soon. <laughs> Bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye. All right. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of know where you're at. If you are trying to call in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, please keep trying, 646-595-3965. It'll let you in eventually. They're working on the lines now. So our next caller is going to be from area code 256. Then we have our Skype caller. Then we have area code 216. So you'll kind of know where you are in the lineup. I do want to let area code 732 and 832 know you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on and read on the air, press 1 on your phones. If you're here just listening, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1. That's 732 and 832. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1 now or at any time, and we'll be able to bring you on. All right, let's go ahead and grab uh, 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you, dear? Hey, sweetheart. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Uh, I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fine, too. I'm doing very well now that you're here. Introduce yourself to everyone, hon. This is Stan Phillips. So what have you been up to this week, my dear? What's the world What's the world shown you that's profound and wonderful and inspirational and has just changed your life forever this week? Wow. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. Well, actually, it's been a pretty easy, mellow week. Uh, a few glitches here and here, but nothing too serious. Actually, uh, it's been an enjoyable one. Finished up my piece for the Poetry of Spring and Brace group, and, of course, I did my homework. <laughs> I am always, always, always happy to know this. You know, it's it's like every week I give out these prompts and these things like that, and every once in a while I'll get a one or back, and it's like, oh yes, people really do listen to me once in a while. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> like I have some magic power. <laughs> no, but you get good. Well, awesome. It's, it's kind of like I go, go right, and you all just do like little zombie poets. <laughs> <laughs> we must write. <laughs> 
this is this is the power I have in my own over you guys in my own mind. Just so you know, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it, it works. It works. I'm right. <laughs> oh, I love you so dearly, Stan. What do what do you bring for us this week? What have you got? Well, first the homework, and the homework was, of course, there are sparks in the sky, yes. which I like. I like that. And at first, I was just going to go with a, well, pretty much the given, sparks in the sky, 4th of July, that sort of thing. And then I thought, no, (laughs) I'm going to go another direction. And this is called camp. The sound of crackling and smell of wood smoke surrounds. Glowing eyes peer from the night shadows. Curious but cautious of we aliens. Chirps, boots, croaks, the language of dark denizens. From the flames, there are sparks in the sky, trying to ascend to the heavens to join the stars. As flames' shadows dance all round to the music of woods in peace. That was beautiful. I absolutely love that. Well, I, I thought it's kind, I it's kind of like camping and campfire and all that. So of course I'm going to love it. But just the whole description of its magic—it was just awesome. Thank you. I thought that might be a nice, different little way to go with it. You know, it may, and it just describing it the way you did—it made it. I mean, who who of us has not at least you know? Almost all of us, probably 99.7% of us at some time in our life, have sat in front of a campfire and and yeah. and watched, you know, as as the embers float up from the campfire into the sky. And I mean, we've all done that. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, and That's I think that I... how we see it, how we perceive that, is so different. And a really good example of that is when. Uh, I was camping with my sister one time, and uh, we were looking at the sparks. And she goes, "It's so." And we were both, you know, you're you're all sitting there, and you're all just staring into the fire, and it's all quiet, and you're all lost in thoughts. And she goes, "You know, it's really sad to me the way the sparks just live and then die." And it was really funny because I was watching the sparks, and I was seeing them as exploding to life and then slipping between the shadows into their secret hiding places and, you know, where were they Mm. going and what were they going to go do? And it really kind of surprised me how we were both sitting and looking at the same thing. But our thoughts about what the exact same thing we were seeing were totally different, which, you know, kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier about how, you know, two artists inches apart can, you know, paint the same thing, but it's going to be different because they see it that just those inches make that difference. Um, how important our own unique voice is is what the point was at some point. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Each Go ahead, I'm done. Different. Each eyes see differently. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sparks. That's like they no, I'm seeing them. You could show 100 people the same thing 
and you can, it's possible for you to get a hundred different descriptions of it. Yeah. It's like you can send, you know, you can stand 20 people in front of the Mona Lisa and ask them to write down what they saw and they're all going to write something different. They all are, you know, and is one person right and the other person not. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing, the perspective to think about in your writing and it's kind of a, a thought, it's something I thought of a long time ago, and I've always used it as a tool. And when I was trying to describe something, would be, um, you know, there's a car accident, and there's one person on, you know, they're on opposite corners from each other, and there's a car accident, and they both look up and see the accident happen. And while the police officers are interviewing them, they're both describing a completely different thing, mm-hmm. and their stories yeah. don't match up. You know, and it and it's not that either one of them are lying. Both of them are telling the absolute truth. Well, if that's the case, and they both saw the accident, but they're you know two different statements, how can they both be true? And it has to do with their perspective. What yeah. the person on one corner saw was absolutely not the same thing that the person on the other corner saw. So when you write about something, that's kind of a cool thing to think about. You know how. Two completely different things can actually be the truth. That's the great thing about our poetry, and it's also the thing that we have to accept sometimes with a thick skin. You may have a mm-hmm. perception in your head as to what it is, but once you let it go, the perception is up to the person who reads it next. Yeah, yeah. I had a photograph in one of my things. I had a photograph that I'd taken um, and had posted, and I got a comment today from a, a friend of mine, and uh, said t- talked about what the picture made him think about, you know, and I and which wasn't what the, my concept for the photograph. My concept was a little bit different than what he saw in it. And I told him, I said, you know, I could tell you the concept behind this, but I won't because the fun for me is seeing what other people see in it, you know. Yes. And, uh, you know, he saw he saw a young girl crying because maybe an unwanted pregnancy, you know, when for me the, the picture was actually of a woman crying from domestic abuse. So it was, it was you know, two different types of, of, you know, what he saw isn't what I wrote, but what I wrote doesn't matter because of what he saw type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun yeah. of it for me. So, you know, just that, that whole, it's all a different perspective and it's, Amazing. One of the amazing things about art. Okay, I'm done again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop me. <laughs> you gotta stop me. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and give this one that I wrote for the uh, poem of Springs and Braves, and this is called Tend. The fury of acquisition ravages avarice-driven souls as savages, a young harvest trapped in this maelstrom. Where the sun and gentle rain to tend and nurture and sustain before young roots ruin and succumb. We elders of older growths, of droughts and floods survived both, must endeavor to strengthen the young's resolve. For if we do not, then I fear their roots be drowned in all our tears, and the future made barren, thus dissolved in peace. 
That was amazing. That came off a, a marvelous quote from a lady. And usually what we uh, inspires our poetry in that group is a quote. And this was her quote. This poem inspired me to reach beyond survival, to remember the beauty of the sun and the sal- and to salvage the seeds of our children's tomorrow. And it was a poem she had uh, posted with it, which was about a woman watching a child in a garden during a, ra- a big rainstorm, bailing the garden out as fast as he could. And she asked him what he was doing, and he said, young seeds who can't find the sun get lost and drowned. And I took that this way. I think that that was, see the inspiration behind something, where it came from, how it grew, the seed. To me, that, knowing those things is, I don't know, it's like, I I have to, it's kind of like the bones, maybe, you know, because I like like dead things, I like skeletons, and I like, you know, winter's my favorite time because all the leaves are gone and you see the bones of the trees. You know, maybe for me, the reason that, that I enjoyed knowing where things grow from, where poetry is, you know, the the inspiration for it and stuff, I think is because of that. It's like knowing the bones, you know, the the soul of it or something. Yeah, know. exactly. Point of origin. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the prompt for this week at the beginning of the show? Nope, I got in here a little late. <laughs> Okay, so the prompt for this week, I didn't have one. I I had just gotten the rest of my other stuff done, and the show went live, and I hadn't written the prompt yet, which I usually don't tell the last day, of course. Um, So I picked up a a copy of uh, The Ruby of Omar Khayyam, which I had on my desk, and I just opened it and put my finger on a sentence, and that was the prompt for this week. So the prompt for this week, it's weird, but I like it, okay? Um, It's The Lizard Keep. The lizard keep. That's the 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 lizard keep was the line. So that's the prompt. The lizard keep. Isn't that awesome? That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. You know, I know what it makes me think of, but I don't want to say it because then that's going to influence what you see. So I just have to bite my tongue. But I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, my dear lady. Hang on a minute. I just heard a rattle, bang, bang at my door. I don't know who that would be. Yeah. See that? Who's this one? Ask them if they know any poems and if they want to read on the air. (laughs) Ask them. Is that the pizza guy? I'm on a broadcast. They want to know if either one of you would like to do a poem on the air. (laughs) (laughs) This this here would be my old son. His name's Tim, and my wonderful grandson named James Cameron, who came by. Hey, boys. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were the pizza delivery guys. (laughs) (laughs) So 
my homework for all of you is to write a poem together and call in and read it together. Three generations of poems. Do a collaboration. For me, do it, please. I'll love you forever. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, that's my that's my homework. You have to do it. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I am the only poet in this family, I should have you know. I don't care. They'll have fun doing it. They don't have to be perfect. They just have to have fun. <laughs> oh, Come on, boys God. always do what I say. they got to do it. <laughs> what, what, it's a power, here. you know. I, I have to use it wisely. <laughs> oh. Well, I might do a poem about the three generations. I can do that. Okay, okay. But they have to have at least one line in it. They can do that for you. You're the boss. You're the elder oh, person. Trust, trust me. They're going to uh, listen to they you. They say enough things to where I could pick out something that they say. Even uh, Just about every day there's going to be something coming out of one of those mouths that you're going to go. <laughs> that you poem. know, being being the fruits of your generation inspired forward, that doesn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can do that, Stan. That's awesome. So I'm going right. to put you on hold um, after you tell everyone again how they can find you. But I'm going to put you on hold so you can be with the boys or whatever. But uh, well, no, I may no, come no, back and get you. They already dropped off and on the road. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, good. All right, so, yeah, if you want to come back on later, just press 1, put yourself back in the lineup, okay? Okay, I will. All right, and tell everyone how to find you again. Okay, you can, of course, find me on Nyla Alicia Speakeasy Cafe. I'm in Facebook as Stanley Phillips. Uh, I'll be on World Poetry Open Mic Friday night, which is a spoken word venue out of Denver where you need the Mixer app. Uh, This Tuesday, we're on our way uh, on the Hurt Locker on Epiphany Radio, which is also blog talk. And uh, it's a show called The Hurt Locker. I'm on there with a lady named Rebecca Hollywoods, also known as Murder, She Wrote. And the subject has been about breakups. And the topic about breakups we're talking about this Tuesday is going to be, what did you learn? That should be some (laughs) interesting responses, I think. I think we should get some very interesting responses. And we call this poetic therapy because we do have a lot of poets come through there who not only share their poetry, but share some experiences as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think course, that is. I think that's going to be a really good topic this week. Oh, yeah. This has been one because this, is, this month has, has been designated No More Drama Month. <laughs> and it's been interesting. I can imagine. All right, my darling. We will talk to you in a little bit. Jump in back in if you want to read again before the end of the show. But if you if don't, hang, we are read. having line issues, so that's the reason I say that. You know, don't hang up and call back in. Um, if you want, just press one and then press one again. It'll put you back in the lineup, and just in case if you hang up, you won't be able to get back in. All right. Okay. And I definitely right. want to give a shout out. I want to definitely give a shout out to the Appalachian outlaw poet, Mr. Philip Kent Church. It's good to hear that man. It is good to hear that man doing what he does. I just love him so much. 
China. And on to the next. We will talk to you in a little bit, my darling. I reserve the right to bring you back on at any time. Just be aware. <laughs> be aware. All right. <laughs> Thanks, son. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller over on the other side of the pond, up in the middle of the night so he can read to us very quickly, is Skype caller. Drum roll, please. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Nala. It's Callum. How you doing, sweetheart? Had to check and make sure you're still awake. I told him that I'm his you-don't-get-to-sleep, late-night, no-sleeping-type person muse or whatever the heck it was I wrote to him. It was really funny. I was like, oh, are you still awake? Are you still awake? Huh? Are you still awake? Are you reading tonight? <laughs> you're not going to go to sleep, are you? I'm like, oh, my God, give me a fly swatter. She won't shut up. <laughs> so, to be fair, when I heard that you were just going to put me on mic, I was contemplating muting my mic to make sure that I didn't fall asleep while listening and you just got snoring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you how many times that's happened on this show. It's really kind of awesome when it does. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I try to play it off like we don't notice, but we really do, you guys. <laughs> oh, you would have noticed that's not quite loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're still awake. What so do you yeah, have for us tonight, sweetheart? Um. Obviously, with Father's Day being last weekend, I've been thinking about my grandfathers that were basically my fathers bringing me up. Um, I'm sure that I have read this piece on your show before, but I think it's only fitting that it gets read again at this time, and it's a piece called And Then You Were Gone. I was ten. When I lost you. Funny way to explain it, eh? I lost you. But I knew just where you were. I'd felt a hole grow in my heart before I'd seen you on the floor. Clawed my way through a wall of flesh to once more see your face. But before me lay a stranger. The man I knew was now no more. Your smile faded. Your heart of gold now fell as silent as the solemn crowd. I didn't understand. How could my hero have died? I didn't know it possible to feel this pain I feel inside. Time passed by as I grew older. A man trying to make you proud. My education in how a man should be continued by the last hero still around. I was now 22 when I lost you. This time I better understood. Heroes out forever, just until their time is done. I am honoured that I knew you both. Glad you taught me all you did. Remember, both of you, you were not alone. We stayed with you till the bitter end. Now in my heart does live your souls. To me, you both were fathers, the grandest of them all. 
until my day, the day my last breath's drawn, your memory lives on. End piece. That was amazing. You know, you have a very, very, like a, a super clarity of Zen in the way that you write. It's, it's like it's a very raw, very naked, um, just straight to the heart and and vulnerable and it just it's just a real I don't know I, I guess a real exposed way of writing I guess is a way to put it that makes it very real for all of us you know by putting things in their simple and straightforward and simple and straightforward manner but with the no apology way that you deliver the words, the way that you write about them. You know, the the this is life, this is humanity, this is the way that I behave here or people behave here. You know, you do that in all of your writing. And it was really clear in that piece. And I just something I really, really admire, I think is very unique about the way you write. I think it's because when I started writing... Um I was doing so to get out what I was feeling inside because I've grown up being, I am man, I'm not allowed feelings. Mm. Um, So the only way that I was able to explain how I was feeling was through my writing. And it's kind of just carried on. I mean, I I started writing... I think I was 19 and I'm 32 this time <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. it's literally it's just carried on straight through every every year I've been writing it's been the same I wait till the feeling comes the words come from my heart every single time it's definitely felt I mean you could you could reach out and hold that feeling actually hold it and feel the weight of it in your hands when you share your words. Just, I, I really love, the, I just love the way you write. So, are you going to share another one with us, hon? I am, yes. I've got a very, very short piece that I've written for a competition on button poetry. They had a task to write a piece that was no more than 250 characters, including spaces and punctuation. And this is what I came up with. It's called Unbridled Joy. I saw them, strangers from a faraway land. I basked in the light from their joy, so pure, their eyes filled with a childlike wonder and innocence. I one day hope to feel joy like theirs. End peace. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, sweetheart. I'm kind of hoping that it gets picked as one of the pieces to go on their Instagram feed. <laughs> will you keep me posted and let me know? And if it is, just splatter it all over oh, my I will page. Do, yeah. don't, don't worry about <laughs> that, I will. 
And I, I, as you know, with tonight, I've been out and done the open mic night uh, locally, and I've had a, a lady come up to me at the end of it and ask me to go on stage and perform for um, an autistic poetry um, group to show them, obviously, what I can do and what it's like to write from feelings because a lot of them will be writing more from the heart because that's the way they think. So I I honestly, I'm hoping that that comes through and I can't wait to do it. I'm sure they're absolutely going to love your piece. I know it's going to get picked. I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed. There are a, it's a worldwide competition, so there will be a lot of entries, and there are a lot of fantastic poets out there. So I, I can only wait with hope. Oh, it's called Trump and Bar with Russians. We'll fix it. <laughs> Did I say that in my out loud voice? Just a tad. Oh, I hate it when I do that. Political Tourette. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. I hope so, yeah. All right, honey. Thank you for being with us tonight. Get you some rest now. I'll leave you alone. (laughs) Thank you. I'll speak to you again later. All right, hon. Bye. Bye. Okay, our next caller comes from code 216. 216, you're on the air. Am I on the air? You are on the air. Oh, how are you? I'm good. How are, are you, honey? Are you on the air with me? I am on the air with you, Mama. <laughs> anyway, I was just telling you now, I'm weaning myself off because I'm not feeling up to standard. And I don't want you to be like missing me a whole lot for us and me calling today, but I have got myself into a lot of healthy, unhealthy problems, so I'm kind of weaning myself off. I'm on like five different types of medications. I'm not doing as well as I was 10 years ago. <laughs> so, um, okay, right for the moment, I tried to get my grandson to call me with me because we did a little funny collab tonight. And I don't even feel like getting out of the bed to share a real poem with you tonight. So I'm just going to share the collab. I want to let you know what's going on with me. And then when I do have a good day, it's summertime. So I try to get out and get, catch a little bit of the summertime. Because winter and global warming are probably, we don't know what to expect, you know. So I just wanted to touch base with you and tell you that for this moment, I'm doing okay, but in a lot of days I'm not doing okay. And I love you very much. And I'm not doing any homework about that lady playing baseball. So I don't even like baseball, but it was some good information. <laughs> I'll pass it on to my grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you are a mess. So, yeah, I'll pass it on to them because that was some good information. I really, you know, enjoyed that, but. I'm going to um, read this piece. It's not even a piece. It's a rant. 
me and my grandson just rode my plane around. So um, let me um, find it for you. Um, it's on my Facebook page. Here we go. Can you hear me? We can hear you real well. Okay. This is my rant. I was writing to iPhone, and I sent it to my grandson, so he put the second verse in there. To iPhone. Don't clean up my spill when I chant my rant. I said what I mean. Ain't nobody asked you to keep my stick clean. I am true to this, not new to this. I wrote what I meant. The words I wrote are the words I wanted to use. You lame-ass fools. Trying to correct what's correct. Making my stack a wreck. You lame need to stay in your lane. Unless I tell you something needs to be changed. And my grandson said, another round, because we ain't done. No mask in place. I'll say it to your face. Careful, you lame-ass monitor. Keep your radio more active than a Geiger counter. Fall out more dangerous when you reach these heights. Trying to make me watch what I say? Are you clocking my tongue? Flashback is gross. Did I stick? Definitely doing the most. By the time I keep the tempo, I keep the pace. Sit on bitch ass apple with the middle finger in your face. In rat. <laughs> is that the first collab you've done with him? Yeah, he's real timid. He don't even cuss. I got him cussing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Oh, it was so funny. I like that part where he said, are you clocking my tongue? Flash back is gross. I said, definitely be doing the most. <laughs> How old is he? He's 24. Straight lace. <laughs> he was a gangster granny got him right I got him cussing out Apple I get tired of it I write something I got to go back and correct it 20 times But they're going to change what I said I mean they smart don't think they're smarter than you No it makes no sense <laughs> So anyway I don't even feel like doing nothing else I just thought I'd make you laugh and, uh, <laughs> I Oh, I'm glad you're here. I just sent you a message, so when you get a chance, okay? Okay, and tell Apple if they sponsor the show, we'll we'll delete this. Yeah, so okay, you, you just cut, you, you cut out there, Mama. What did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, I said send a message to iPhone, Apple, and tell them if they sponsor the show on Blog Talk that we'll delete this and we'll give them a good uh Upgraded. Um, upgrade. Review. <laughs> right. Okay. I've messed with the rappers, uh, rant and chants because we intend to cut. Okay. 
Thank you very much. And I will talk to you. I'll read what you wrote, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Love you. <laughs> All right. Love you dearly, Mama. Thank you. All right. I want to let area code... We've down here real quick. I want to let area code 732 and 303 know that you are not in the lineup. So 732 or 303, if you guys want to come on the air, press 1 on your phone, and that will put you on the lineup and let me know that to go ahead and bring you on live. If you're here just listening, that is awesome. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, and you will be able to be put into the lineup. So that's 732. If you want to come on live, just press 1 at any time. There we go. Got you all. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, good evening, Bella. Granville, my darling, how are you, sir? I am great. I am great. Feeling fine, actually. (laughs) It's good to hear from you. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. I'm going to do a couple of pieces for you. Okay. One of them is called Sexual Reproduction. The first one. So it has Granville, are you there? Did you get muted somehow, hon? Granville? All right. So it looks like his call drops. We'll wait and see if he gets called back in. We can go ahead and bring him back on. I want to let you know the number to call in if you'd like to call and read tonight is 646 646- Five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. And uh, if Granville gets called back in, we will grab him right away. Making my notes so I don't forget. All right. So we're going to go ahead and grab another caller. Give him a chance to get called back. Uh, area code three zero three. You are on the air. Hi. This is Jerry. Hey, sweetheart. How are Hi. you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Thank you. I went on Facebook, and there you were, Nyla. And it was a, a live uh, poetry show on the mm-hmm. radio, so I became very interested. Anyway, here I am. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> and this is your first time calling in. so Yes, it is. I want to welcome you on behalf of everybody here. Um, it's a really good community, and uh, I think that you really love being a part of it. So I'm I'm glad that you called in, and uh, I'm real excited to hear what you brought for us tonight. Okay, great. Good practice. Uh, this poem I'm going to read is called Girl in the Night, and it was written uh, concerning the homeless young women for various reasons on the streets of San Francisco. She waits at the outdoor cafe, her porcelain face cast in surreal colors from the strip joints blinking neon lights, anxiously inhaling a cigarette with red pouting lips, then exhaling gossamer smoke whirling into a translucent halo. 
falling slowly onto disheveled, dyed black hair, a feeble effort to conceal her identity. She's clearly no longer shocked from the deliberate showcasing of porn in windows or girls posing seductively at curbside on constant alert for prospects in slowing cars filled with guys her stepfather refers to as freaks, he being the worst freak of all. Later, unnoticed, she slips into the dank, abandoned basement, still homeless and afraid in a city in repose, but clamoring to corrupt the likes of her. And is that in poem? That's it, yes. Terry, that was phenomenal. Now, I, I have to tell you, okay, I have to tell you this, because this is the first time you're calling in, and we're talking, you know, yes. over social media and stuff, and I see your picture, and, you know, you're this oh. most, you, you're you're sitting by a piano, and you oh, look yes. like you are, are oh, what's her face, um, Elizabeth Taylor and Gone with the Wind. Oh, you know? dear. Well, that's me. Uh, my granddaughter <laughs> took that photo in, uh, what, a couple of Christmases ago. But you, so, you, talk, um, you talk about how important visuals are. So I'm seeing this picture of you, and you just are so elegant and regal-looking and beautiful, okay? And then you read that poem, and it's like, oh, yes, you do not judge a book by its <laughs> cover. That You have such a really strong voice for a female poet, you know? And in saying, in saying that, I mean that you, you aren't afraid of writing things that may be a little bit dangerous. Right. Well, you know, I worked right. in jails and prisons yeah. for 50, for a long time, teaching in a drug mm-hmm. and alcohol program, so I was very familiar with that side of life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's it's a very strong, I, I absolutely love, I loved it. I absolutely couldn't, can't even tell you how much I love that. And, uh, you know, I'm really Thank glad you. that, that we hooked up on social, like boats in the night, you know, yeah. six in the night passing. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that our, our paths did cross and it was called in and read. And I'm really excited to meet you. I'm excited to have you as part of the family. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you'll call back in and give us a chance to get to know you and your work better. Um, okay, and, great. Uh, and thank you, you know, for just the opportunity. Be a place for you to share. All right. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed you. You are poems. welcome. We appreciate you, honey. Right. Thank you for calling in. Now, before you leave, You're tell everyone how they can come find you and get to know your work. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and grab. Jerry, are you there still there, honey? Okay, I think that she hung up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give out her Facebook page. Um, it's facebook.com, Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y. I'm going to go ahead and just spell it out for you, okay? Um it's Jerry, J E R R Y, L A G U A R I or A A R D I A L E O N A R D and then it looks like the letter one. Okay. So and we'll grab that link and throw it into the chat room. Alrighty. Perfect. Okay. Alright. So was Miss Jerry? I'm I'm just getting caught up here, guys. Just give, give me a second here. All right. So our next caller is going to come from area code. 
to make sure I've got these right. The, the whole board just hiccuped, so I just, just lost everything here. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm, I'm keeping in line here. Our next caller comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. Hello. 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 <laughs> How okay. are you, very good. That's cool that I, I got through. We're having trouble tonight here. It's but. been interesting, but it looks like things just opened up, and now it's like, oh, there's lots of people. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit, I hit what, a, a few times. Uh, and the third time, I guess it went through. <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm here. Here I am. Uh, heavy metal poet coming to you live from the Jersey Shore. You can take this rain and shove it. <laughs> I saw it. It's, it's uh, been doing that here, too. So, yeah. Yeah, but we have a governor that wants to tax it. Come on now. <sighs> yeah, well, Don't agree. anyway. I live in Oregon, right? We have nothing but rain here. And a guy built a little fish pony looking thing reservoir on his property to, cl- to collect rainwater right and use yeah yeah and he got sued by the state and fined because he was stealing water from the state yeah it's no, rain it's on his yeah, property uh-huh. rain yep he got this huge yep. fine for uh for yeah it, it's yeah, a yeah. public Bre- breathing the air is next they, yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my God, you took more than you know. You coughed and breathed yep. three times. You can only have sex once a week now, folks. You get thirty-two heavy breaths, and that's it. You better be done by then. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was just Jersey. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So, what'd you bring us tonight, sweetie? All right, all right. Um, my readings and my words. I have upped it. Now I'm involved with music. I got like a mini band. My keyboard player sets it to guitar. Um, we go on stage. We sell tickets. We do shows. Like not just not poetry shows, but metal shows for the opening act. And he was like, you know something? We need you back on drums. So can you read and play drums? I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. All right, so here I am on drums, and, and we've been practicing. Now we need a bass player. We got that. This Saturday's a big show. So we've been just doing my older pieces and putting music to it. But this one I'm going to read to you, this is the newest one I've written in the last few weeks, and I actually wrote it for the music. It's it's like almost like Slayer-like. It's as fast. But I'm going to read it and tell me what you think. Call We Are One. Act accordingly. <clears throat> Dedicate, replicate, fuel to the fire. Intake, decimate, truth, no liar. Looking for cause, human flaw to speak. No law, close I draw the fire. We breathe. Time of death, born of death, walking in misstep. Blood fest, dead fest, never to correct. Always against, never meant to draw blood. Rage intense, enraged intent. Always out for blood. Fire we breathe, through our time we bleed. We are the accelerant, violence we lead. Our children show, our children know. Longing, living through our burning, right outside home. Walking in misstep, never will correct. Fuel to the fires, we the accelerant. Never forgive the way we live, never forget the way we disconnect. Our children learn by the way we lead. Corruption, violently force feed. Never neglect, never forget as the sun rises. 
also so a sense. We are one. Unity and blood need to come together before we are none. Survival of the fittest within existence. Each breath taken to find your presence. Rise and fall. Take it all. Conquer. Diminish. All fall, so, fall silent in the end. Final exit. All race. Every color. Union within one. Act accordingly. We're Americans. Birthright. Written in blood. For our children. Only our children. Must we forge a better way. Pride. Respect. Never neglect. That the future at hand cannot forget. What's this mean? What do we do or say? How our children learn about what we do today? Shadowed by our past, the new overcast. All is said and done. Should be one nation united. We are one. End poem. That was, I have missed your voice. That was amazing. I've missed you being here. And I don't, I don't remember what in the hell it was that's been kept keeping you away, but you know, a lot. <laughs> a lot. I'm just saying, whatever it is, down. it better be really important because I can't think of anything really more important than me enjoying listening to you read. So, you know, it's just, it's just better I be got, good. I, I got one more. I'll read just as quick, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. This one's not titled. I got to fucking title it. All right. Uh, here we go. Dismembered reality. Outro, reversing mock speed, dissolving delusions, for thorns grow thicker when embedded into skulls of the damned. Intro, back, resolving nothing. Blood thickens as time remains so, revolving, evolving, surviving each day, walking in step, for we do not know. Out from ashes rise our burn. Scars remain. Routine stealth undermines protection. Cloak beyond our bullshit soars higher than a phoenix of flame. Stillborn, so we blame. Not what our actions prove. Words are nothing if not backed by what we say we do. Flag waves high with pride inside. Hide from nothing. Forget nothing. Never forgive. Protect future. Protect our children. Protect what we have left. Our honor, our life, and our freedom. The dust we blew in with. End poem. Hello. Amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. I don't even care what it is now that's keeping you away. It's just got to stop. We've missed you, Dennis. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, oh yeah. Um, even my keyboard player, uh, slash guitar player, he was like, you know, I've been listening to you read for years, but once you get behind those drums and you start reading it, it's like, he, he told me it's a completely different beast now. I'm like, okay, well I'm on, you know, I'm on this side of the mic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so no, seriously, there's um on the on the Crush Beneath Poetry page for um all of you Crush Beneath crews out there and hopefully newcomers coming in that hear this. Um, check out the page. Seriously. It's um I got live videos of the Brighton Bar shows I've been doing and just I don't know, check it out. I'm not behind drums yet. I'm still in the front of the mic, um you know, looking stupid, but um just watch it, goof on it, check it out. Um Yeah, so, you know, there you go. <laughs> I've been reading since, uh, boy, since 97, 98. Been doing, you know, I mean, I've been performing for over 30 years, but 
just uh, reading in general since 98. Uh, and it's about time I'm actually getting back up on stage and playing something and reading, you know, yeah, it's kind of squeezing myself back into a band, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this coming, um, Saturday, it's like, it's going to be the first time I'm actually playing drums in front of a big crowd ever since 98. So, um, there'll be video, come check it out, goof on me if you want to. Um, it's a, it's like a local all-star cast and, you know, I got a couple members with, from other bands coming to support me and play with me. That sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> But anywho, um, yeah, it's called Food Stock. It's a food drive that we're doing over the Brighton Bar. It's like a $10 donation, but if not, then it's like a pound of food. Bring it. Uh, for anybody in Jersey, come on down. I mean, anybody that lives in Jersey knows where the Brighton Bar is. That's like the Stone Pony in Asbury. Brighton Bar is a staple in Long Branch as well. Um, uh, let's see, our itinerary for the summer Sensational Festival is coming up next month. I'll be reading there. Uh, I'll be at the Brighton Bar again uh, July 6th. And I'll be doing Rock to Adopt in September. Rock to Adopt is the Popcorn Park Zoo for, like, where the hurt animals and doggies and kitties. And we do adoptions there. And I've been helping out with them guys for the last five years. So... So other than my loud, aggressive, angry poems, I also have nice ones about kitties and dogs, which you will not hear on this program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you will, but I got to have a request. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I, come on, I got an image to upkeep here. Um, but anyway, no, I'm glad to, to be on. I'm glad that, you know, the, the call went through and all. Um, I appreciate my time on here. Well, we appreciate so, you too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you put me in the mood for bacon, though. Earlier on, you mentioned something about bacon. I am. Bacon sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah, you know what we have in Jersey? We have pork roll. Yeah. And for everyone out there that doesn't know what pork roll between that and Taylor Ham is, it's friggin' pork roll. Don't call it Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham's the brand. Pork roll is the food. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got Canadian uh, bacon. You can just you can just keep that up north. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight one five eight one five. You're on the air. Maybe it is storm skating in the building. Hey, how you doing, sweetheart? Hey, honey, Hi, how baby. are you? I'm so happy to be here. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I told, I told his kids, I was like, well, Thursday night, what now we're doing? He was like, we're going to go. <laughs> so here we are. I'm sitting around waiting for you guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So what I'm are you going to share with us tonight, guys? Well, you know, um, we're all about the love, so. <laughs> yeah, this piece is a different kind of love, but it's called A Lot of Suffering. Um, I just finished, ironically, just finished eating a Whopper with a piece of bacon on it, so I'm going to say that I enjoyed that for you. 
<laughs> See, I you guys need to understand. Thing. I'm West Coast, right? But the show is broadcast mm-hmm. via New York worldwide. And but I'm West Coast, and so when I I'm sitting here doing this, it's like five o'clock till eight o'clock that I'm on the air, right? Okay. Which is right at my dinner Definitely. time. Five o'clock is way too early to eat, and eight o'clock is right. way too late to eat. You know, that's, that's but, and I can't eat during the show because you guys will hear me nomming. You know, that's just not cool. Absolutely. I'll choke on a Dorito or crunch or, you know, a Brussels sprout makes me burp or something. You know, so I can't eat. So you guys talk about food, and it's like, oh, I start salivating, you know, right. short out my computer. How about this? Keyboard, because I drew he, he's, he's in the <laughs> Eastern Standard Time Zone, which would be New York, because he lives in D.C. I live 45 minutes southwest of Chicago, so I'm Central Standard Time. Dinner here is normally at 6, but I woke up at 7, and my mom had left the house, because so she went to church. So we had my grandchildren on Tuesday night, which is the night that she normally goes to Bible study. So she went tonight. And so the thing that kills me is this. I'm making dinner while we're on the air. I fried the bacon, and I just made the batter for the pancakes because I, I don't know about them box mixes. I'm not mad at Angel Mama, and I'm not judging her neither, but I make pancakes from scratch. So I just made the batter for my pancakes, and I got the griddle hot. And then I said, so we're on riders and we're waiting. And then you unmuted my mic. And I, I couldn't even say hello. He had to say so first. Cause this is what I normally do on Tuesday night. I make sure that she walks in the door and can eat a hot plate, no matter what it is. But she's been craving pancakes for a week. So it would be, I would be remiss not to make pancakes tonight. So I have a hot griddle that I turned off so that I can get these pancakes out and we can share with you. But it, it's, it's only not. I'm so happy. You know, my favorite thing in the here. world is breakfast for dinner. There's nothing in the yeah, world better than breakfast dinner once a week. for dinner. Honestly, we do because so many people, and we love it too. So many people love breakfast for dinner. We we literally have it once a week. So this, this you know where I think it came from dinner. though for me is I would go out dancing all the time when I was younger. I mean, oh, all the time. And then when the bar closed down, you went to Denny's. Yeah, you know, so that that was my for, breakfast for, for right, dinner. It was, it was I hate to admit that, but yeah. <laughs> I lived in the South. I, 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 uh-huh. I, I've been married twice, married and divorced twice, and now I'm engaged to Queen Cadence. But my two, I'm going to call them my test marriages. My first, my starter husband lived in Oklahoma City, and we would go to the um, Waffle House because Waffle House is indigenous to the Southern States. <gasps> There's oh, no Waffle wow. Houses here. <gasps> Right. Oh no, you're oh no, you're not even a nice person. I don't even love you anymore oh. because now my stomach is just wanting those smothered dice oh covered God, over some salted potatoes. <laughs> hey, my daughter will be 28 in October, and when I was pregnant with her, I was craving grits, and I said, I didn't meant nobody oh, to make grits better than with me. cheese and butter right. and salt and, and pepper. And they said, Have you been to the Waffle House? And I said, What's the Waffle House? We're going now. But we were out <laughs> clubbing, and I couldn't drink. So I was holding all the purses while everybody else was on the dance floor. And when yeah, we when, we, when I lived in Colorado, house, was it was it was Waffle House. Exactly. Yep. I said, I think that y'all just saved me from dying because it's not fun in the club when you can't drink. <laughs> Nobody wants to drink juice or Coke in a club. You want to get drunk and turn up. Well, I couldn't because I was pregnant. 
So I would watch everybody's bag and jacket while they were on the dance floor, and the tree would be afterwards to take me to IHOP so I could get grapes. And, and when I told them that I didn't know about the Waffle House, and they introduced me, I was thinking, what, what's Denny's? What's, what's IHOP? Oh, yeah, just the Waffle House, girl. <laughs> I every time I go back and visit to Colorado, uh, when I go to Colorado Springs, I go right up there, and uh, yeah, I always have to get an order of grits because yeah, yeah. we don't have them here. It, it, we don't have. It's like people don't there. understand it. From 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 California to New York, if you have never been to a Waffle House, please find one. It's Google iconic, it. you find guys. Find out where the one is to you. You will not be disappointed, and if you are. Text me and tell me that you're mad at me because I sent you there. <laughs> <laughs> we will hunt you down and change your mind. I don't expect any <laughs> You will sit at this table and you will eat grits until you love it. <laughs> oh, I promise you, yes. <laughs> Didn't we? Did we just do a collab? Is that what we, you and I just did? Yeah. Thank you, Nat. I appreciate you for helping me unleash my inner breakfast pen with you. <laughs> I feel so much better. I got my Waffle House vent yes, out. Oh. Yes. And I feel bad because he says, hey, now I'm cooking and you have to wait. So I this, do this have is to the wait. consolation prize. We okay. have in common. Waffle House. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Waffle House. Oh. You guys just don't know. And that, that layer of grease on top of the coffee, that is supposed to be there and is required. Yes. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Nobody knows like the Waffle House knows how to treat yes, a person exactly. that having breakfast. There's a reason they call it a greasy spoon. It's because it's heaven. <laughs> yes, yes. We should oh, do a commercial. Flipping road well, trip, here I come. Waffle House and tell them. <laughs> and be like, look, I got you. If I can eat that free for life, let's go. <laughs> we should really we should send this to them like a commercial and tell them that they should use it. No doubt, no doubt. They need to know how much we love Waffle House so that they can treat us like royalty. Yes, yes. The fact that I, I will be in the buy, car right now and drive nineteen hours just to have some grits. I promise you, yes. I will wear a tiara <laughs> and sit in the Waffle House at the counter. Oh, at least you know. Oh, somebody we are kindred spirits. We just Hold on, we just bonded over breakfast. We did. <laughs> Not just any breakfast, though, the breakfast. That's the house breakfast. The 2.30 in the morning nirvana. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And see, I couldn't do the drunk at the club experience because I was pregnant, and then I breastfed for a year. And then when I wasn't pregnant or breastfeeding, I went back to the walk, and I was thinking, if God made anything better, he did not tell me. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So, well, King, how you King doing there, huh? We love you, both. Right. Yeah, right. We, 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 we know you're there. Both. Sorry. <laughs> he said, damn. Okay. <laughs> he said the breakfast crew came through. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least you know. At least you know. Well, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he writes his piece, and I freestyle mine, and we are partners in crime and love. So whatever he says, I just have never met anyone thing. who understood that that layer on the top the of the, the that layer of grease on top of the coffee yes. is necessary. You know, where they just look at me and like go, ooh, no, not ooh. It's necessary. If I were in a it's... coma on life support, I would need coffee <laughs> in my IV. 
All right, we're really well, done this time. I am so serious. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. I am so serious. <laughs> I'm gonna need it light and sweet. That's the opposite of uh, how I like my men. I'm just saying. You know, there's other people out there right now that are going, yes, preach it, sisters, preach it. (laughs) (laughs) Preach that that breakfast, preach, right. (laughs) Oh, this is like corn for the brain. (laughs) Food porn. I I had flashbacks. (sighs) I think I need a cigarette now. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, hi, King. Hello. Save us from ourselves, please. Please, Ava. Um, okay. Um, you spit your piece, and I will come behind you, and we'll do what we do. Okay, uh, this piece is called A Piece of My Heart. Okay. I'm laying here. Between the last of your expel air, your pains and suffering. Laying at your base, your face lacking light and vigor, the gravity of losing you beginning to get clear. Alas, those wishes to spread wings could have never manifested so long in our dreams. Not when we just laid together nights ago, engaged in lover's hole, kissing like our hearts knew how together time was wasting away with no rewinding. Our tongues tempting fate as us toward every curve but no mistakes and save it to memory via taste. In unison, this trinity grind needed to penetrate your disbelief just one time. And with that, we grind until you're behind us the first thing to be kissed by the rays of sunshine. My love, arise. I've watched you sleep an hour's sleep, an hour's time to clear the thoughts swimming from my mind and then sheer off. To love the soul world that matches with emotions and a heart that was formerly flawed. I walk the earth, I walk the earth, searching for comparisons, Lord, to find you. Then I remind, then I reminded you that true love this time has worked. Kissing me while whispering how much you're gonna miss me. I believed it sensibly. Meanwhile, wallowed in misery, hurting at the thought of you gone. But this will forever get to me. The fact that you feel that way allows me to celebrate because what you fail to realize is previously everything that I've done before I met you was a rehearsal. My first husband taught me how to be a wife and a mother. My second husband taught me what I did not deserve. So when I met you and I kissed you and you touched me every inch, every piece of my body, every hill and valley, every curve. That's when I realized I like his nerve. How you gonna love me like I love people? I accepted it because you, in fact, are my equal. You are the yin to my yang and the king to my queen. The reason why we do this poetry collaboration thing Yeah, they call us a power couple, but they don't seem to understand that there were so many obstacles in the way that it wasn't meant to be, and then it became a reality. See, I'm not one of those people that you see on MTV who catfish others because they met online and then talk sometimes but with no video feeds. No. I knew immediately, the first time I heard you speak, 
that your voice was the one that I wanted to hear into the last breath. I love you from now into infinity. The first day that I loved you, I knew it. And when I flew to D.C. to see you and put my tiny hand inside your large one, I proved it. You need to understand and appreciate this about me. I may not be there every day, but I hold you in my heart the whole way. I never leave you. I never doubt you. I never question the love between us two. We were ordained by God. This is our destiny. You are the he that was meant for me. I'm the only she that you'll ever need. So I thank you every day for loving me in spite of me. He's King's Cadence. I'm Gina Storm, and we're Storm's Cadence. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our piece. That was phenomenal, you. you guys. That was beautiful. Thank you. You guys just make my heart happy. I was watching one of those, what are the HBO shows or something like this, where this this just adorable, freaking adorable little girl who comes in and shows you how to uh, unclutter your home and you only keep things that bring you joy, right? You guys bring me joy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Gina, I just tried, what is what is your Facebook page? Um, yeah, Gina with an E Storm is my actual page because I actually um, copyright and registered my name, so I am Gina Storm. Um, so it's Gina Storm in parentheses, Regina Brooks, both with an E, so it's R-E-G-E-N-A Brooks or G-E-N-A Storm, Regina Storm. I also have the Gina Storm Freestyle Spoken Word Artist page, which is my artist page. And combined, King Cadence and I have the Storm's Cadence page on YouTube and the Cadence Storm Poetry Hour featuring Desire page on Facebook as well. And he's King's Cadence, spelled creatively, both King and Cadence with the K. Perfect. All right, you guys. Appreciate you so much. I just tagged you in a photo, Gina. Make sure you check that out. King, thank you for being so tolerant of us and our and our little runaway tangent there. Appreciate you just hanging in there like a trooper. We had to reminisce on Waffle House. Girl, I didn't even know anybody loved Waffle House like me or had breakfast for dinner. We are kindred spirits. You, ma'am, are are my soul twin. Oh, that works for me. I know. know. Oh, God, I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. Like, it doesn't take much to make me happy. Trust me. (laughs) I do a pants in the Dollar Tree. Girl, I'll make it rain on the cashier. (laughs) I'm as good as the Dollar Tree. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You at the Dollar Tree and Waffle House. I told you. I love you, Gina. Thank you guys so much. You did a fantastic job tonight. (laughs) Bye, honey. Bye, King. Bye, good night. (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. All right. Our our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Hey, hey, this is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, Mr. Doug. I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? Okay. I um, got caught in between. I'm not sure that I was quite ready, but I'm all right. I'll I'll be ready. Um, So, 
My name is Doug Curry. You can be found that name on Facebook, and I can be found under the name on radio show, Black and Blues. We invite you to tune in on Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time at WRUR.org or WITHradio.org. We can also be found on Saturday night for the radio program, uh, Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time, coming out of Chicago at WDCB.org. And, of course, can be found under that name, Blacks and Blues, on Facebook uh, and under my own name. And, of course, when I'm lucky, I can be here on Thursday nights for this show. I have a short piece or two if if, if I can. Um, mm-hmm. It's called The Last Tree. Alone in a park, no one comes. The land is bereft of grass, even weeds. No walkers walk, sidewalks have crumbled. The last tree sits on a park bench awaiting news of nature's victory. And poem. Amazing. They always end too soon, soon, though. You know that, right? I know you said Uh it was going to be a short one, but I just wasn't ready for it mentally. (laughs) Well, you always like longer pieces, I think. I'm just greedy. The kind of girl you are, I see. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I enjoy your writing. I, I'm not. I'm not too shameful to beg, or prideful. Oh, prideful to beg. Um, I have another very short one. Someone had to tell me that I had actually created a haiku. Okay. Left to their <laughs> own devices. What it's called. Left to their own devices. Left to their own. Interesting trees grow, higher, taller, older, than sky. And poem. Wow. And it was a haiku, 575, traditional haiku. As it were. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you didn't know. They had. They told you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, so how did you feel? <laughs> how did you feel when they told you this? I felt like, oh. I'm a I'm a haiku writer. <laughs> I'm a haiku so writer. You know, it's one of the assignments that I give people is to in their journal is to write. You know, usually around New Year's, I'll tell them. Someone could do it any time. You know, write a haiku a day. Every single day, grab your journal and write a haiku a day. It doesn't have to be a good haiku. It just has to be a haiku about something you experienced during your day. And if you can't find 17 syllables worth of inspiration out of a day, then you're not paying close close enough attention. And that's what the exercise is all about, is to get you to pay attention to your day, to pay attention to single moments. But if you do that, right, and you write a uh, haiku a day for a year out of 365 haikus, you're going to probably get, you know, 30 really good ones. And you have yourself, boom, you have yourself a book of haiku. Well, there you go. See? There's and a I, method to my I, madness. I can see that happening. I mean, if you do anything long enough, I think if you do something long enough, 
it grows on you or you come to terms with it and eventually the better of you comes out in it mm-hmm. or else you give up one or the other. But sooner or later, if you do something well long enough, you'll begin to do it well enough. I believe that's true of anybody unless you just exactly. found something not for you to do, and you'll find that out too. Good, true words, my friend. So, once again, thank you for the forum that you provide here and all the great poetry I'm getting a chance to listen to. And I come around every Thursday that I can. I'm glad to be here tonight. Well, we appreciate every moment you can give us. Thank you, sweetheart. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you next week, love. All right. So I want to let area code uh five five six two and five excuse me five six two and seven five seven know that you are not in my lineup so five six two and seven five seven if you guys want to come on the air please press one and that will put you in the lineup alrighty and uh, if you are here just listening welcome to the show if you change your mind and you'd like to come on the air at any time press one and that will signal signal me and let me know that it's okay to bring you on see we don't have to do this pretty we just do it all right our next caller comes from area code 608 608 you are on the air hey the hermit in the woods how are you sweetheart getting eaten by mosquitoes ew yeah. I had one in my room last night that absolutely would not go away, and it was like trying to get me. It was bad. So I feel your yeah. pain. Yeah. Mm. They're just <clears throat> swarms here, but they're not as bad as they were a year ago. It was like 10 degrees hotter, 15 degrees hotter, 20 degrees hotter. Uh, on the last week of May through June. So it hasn't been anywhere near as hot, although that's coming next week. Looks like pancakes made me think of my mom's mom. I'm pretty sure we used to make uh, pancakes from scratch, but my mom always used Box mix, I think. Bisquick. Fun memories. Not Bisquick, you know. Box pancake batter mix. You know, add water or something. Um, Krusty's? My grandmother was 100% German and was a scratch cooker. Uh-huh. And I became one. Uh, I was trying to remember other stuff. Uh, I remember uh, French fries in a cast iron skillet, sometimes T-bone steaks in a skillet, otherwise under the broiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to remember where the first time was I had potato pancakes. I love those. Not really much of a waffle fan anymore. <laughs> But I did eat catfish once when I was down south. 
so I can be a little adventurous. I think that you should write a poem about that. My adventurous tummy? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I know the other thing I was going to say. I don't have a problem with eating dinner for breakfast and breakfast for dinner or any which way. And it was actually after I quit drinking that I used to go to, if anybody's ever in Milwaukee, there's a really good place to go on Farwell, just a half a block south of North Avenue called Ma Fishers. It's open 24 hours a day. It's kind of like Denny's, but a little better. I think it's a, it may be the family that owns it may actually be Greek. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because they have some Greek stuff. You know, one of my favorite things in the world is is uh, great cooking is the the stuffed uh, lamb and rice grape leaves. Oh, yummy! I had that. I'm hungry, you guys. I'm sorry. I am so hungry. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always hated lamb chops because there wasn't enough meat, and my mom just said, "Well, they cost too much." So I used to come home in grade school. And I used to cook up like a pound of hamburger. <laughs> That's funny. All right, my dear. So, what are you going to read for us? Something a little older. Uh, not that old. Wow, it's almost exactly three years old. It's entitled, The Purpose of Death of Lives Within a Soul. I am eternal. I am my soul. And in this lifetime, I have lived many lives. I have also died many times within this lifetime. And these lives and all these deaths an integral part on the path of my life. Preparation for the many wonders I have experienced and the many wonders I will experience. Preparation for the learning I have done and the learning I will do. Preparation for the teaching I have done and the teaching I will do. Preparation for the healing I have done and the healing I will do. This is the purpose of my being, of my existence, of my soul. If you need me, all you need to do is Call out my name into the wind, and I will be there. This is my path, and I fully accept all that comes with the responsibilities bestowed upon my humble soul. And when my body dies, my soul will rise and venture the cosmos, as I have done so many times before until I am needed here again to experience, to learn, to teach, and to heal 
Why? I am eternal because my soul never dies. And poem. I love that one. I love the message in it. Incredible piece, sweetheart. You're very, very, very welcome. That was your first one, right? Were you going to read two? I can. Um, Need another one. I actually want to read a note because I I read a or wrote a couple of paragraphs, kind of as a preface to this thing. Um, it's it's entitled "Bleeding Your Emotions," and I wrote first. I want to make it crystal clear that I am in no way suggesting, implying, or encouraging suicide in this piece. I've been in that suicidal place. It is a bad place to be. Fortunately for me, that was a long time ago. Take your pen and metaphorically cut yourself open. Let the ink, your blood, flow out on paper. I want to know who you are, not the mask you wear in public and sometimes for yourself. Take your fingernails and metaphorically rip your chest open. Expose your innermost self to the world. Let it bleed your blood writing down on paper. I want to know who you are, not the mask you wear in public and sometimes for yourself. You have nothing to fear, not even fear itself, because you are the only because you are the only you there will ever be. And you have every right to be here now, to live your life as you choose, not a life others want you to or even sometimes demand. This is your life, no one else's. Let your ink, your blood, your emotion bleed out on paper in your own words, in your own voice. Because there is no one else who feels exactly the way you feel or experiences life exactly the way you do. I want to know who you are, not the mask you wear in public and sometimes for yourself. The world needs to hear your emotions in your own words in your own voice. Do it. Do it now. Let your emotions bleed out on paper so that the world hears you, your emotions, in your own words, in your own voice. And as a result, you will set yourself free. No longer some automaton a manufactured manifestation of an aberrated societal political correctness. Now you are set free to be the true you from the depths of your soul. 
and poem. Absolutely amazing. I love the strength in that piece. I love the the just the conviction. Thank you. you know, your conviction of strength there is just amazing. Awesome job, sweetheart. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. You are very welcome. So I need to call you tomorrow, talk about puppy, okay? Okay. Just so you know. But mm-hmm. um I'll talk to you about the, I'll talk to you about that in a bit. Go ahead and tell everyone how to find Jenny. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box and you'll find me there with the cool composite picture that Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. It was published in January or February 2012. It also has some cool art in it. Awesome. All right, you guys, make sure that you go check that out. And uh, you did an awesome job in there. And I think I'm forgetting something, but I'm not. I'll talk to you about it later. All right. Awesome job tonight, baby. And I'll give you a call, okay? Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Nyla. I love you. <laughs> love you too, honey. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, so um, we still have Mama on the air on the lines. Uh, Colin's still with us. We have area code 562, but they don't have their hand up. So 562, honey, if you wanted to come on the air and read, please press 1, 562, and that will let me know to bring you on. I'm going to uh, take this quick opportunity to talk with the text and see what's going on with the phone lines. We've got about 26 minutes left in the show, so I may run back up there and grab column and Mama have one ready. If you are listening, we'll check. If you don't want to, then just press 1 and your hand will go down and, and James. So, All right, let's go ahead and the track that I'm going to play is Emily Eastman. Check her out on YouTube. And uh, the name of this is Whisper. Here we go. Sometimes, when Mark isn't home, I drink coffee out of his special Batman mug. Sometimes, when he notices that it's moved in the drying rack, I wait until his back is turned and mouth, I am the knight to the cat. Sometimes, I have secrets that aren't cute or sexy. Sometimes, I have complete conversations with people in my head before I even say hello to them. Sometimes I exist outside the male gaze. Sometimes I feel like breathing is a hilariously and fantastically difficult way to stay alive. Sometimes I smoke cigarettes because I'm painfully aware of how fragile I am. Sometimes I have independent thoughts that pass the Bechdel test. I'm talking to myself. It's just that sometimes when I and me think, it isn't about a man. 
Sometimes I feel like I'm a vibrating collective of energy and sunflowers and slaughtered calves and past lives and probably the first spark ever. And if I don't smile just right at the party, then all of these things will burst out of the human illusion that I've created and everyone will be so surprised. Here's a joke. That should make me feel more connected. But actually, it doesn't. <laughs> Funny, right? Sometimes I feel like the world is shh, and I am only ever this loud. Like I can raise my voice as much as I want, but everyone is too busy at the party. Or in the world, I have nightmares sometimes about trying to scream and only empty breath comes out. Have you ever seen the look on a baby's face when they fall down for the first time? How the whole time they're traveling through the air, they're wearing this whimsical little half-smile, like, what magical new thing is this? I wonder what will happen. Then, that moment when they hit the ground, their eyes round orbs of disbelief, trying to puzzle it out, like, who knew that the world could be filled with this special torture? Is this pain? Is this what the world is? And it's then, as their mouths open in a silent, fleshy awe of shock before the first vicious howl that I wake up. Sometimes I sit and count to five and wonder how many black and brown and queer and poor and different kids have died in those five moments or ever. How many more will die in the next five? And I want to wake up. I wonder about their mouths, if they were howling or silent how violence is both, a gagging hand clawing its way up my throat. I want to be filled with disbelief instead of this slow, oily dread. I want my eyes to be big and round. I want reality to shake instead of just me. I want alabaster tombs to crack open, monuments to topple, for us to crawl out, to live welcome inside our bodies. And that's when I remember why I'm breathing that we have so many parts and they are all resurrections fighting that sometimes when we open our mouths, every voice is screaming. Pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue pill water cascading down her white swimming suit in tiny torrents of sunlit dew. She's putting on a show for them. Their scaly snouts sit above the surface of the pool. Their heavily lidded eyes watch her hungrily. Her new breasts are hidden beneath padded cups and drawstrings are tied in bows at her hips. She hates her breasts. She hates her hips like fruit ripening with risk like fish pulling her toward choppy tides. She is told that she should now behave a certain way, like a woman, they say. She donates her boy shorts to Goodwill, along with her bicycle helmet, her plastic dinosaurs, and her Converse shoes. She bleaches her hair, she puts gloss on her lips, and she lathers her body in bandage soleil, lying beneath the sun like a sugar-coated ham. The crocodiles are watching her and they are starving. She flicks through her camera, deleting photographs of herself that she dislikes, telling herself, you 
her naughty nest, and she feeds herself to the crocodiles. But why? Human beings are not a species who sit idly in the water. It is not within our nature to submit ourselves as prey. No, it is not within our nature at all. She was taught this. You must have blamed her. It isn't her fault. She was only trying to behave a certain way, like a woman who lies flat, while bacteria-laden teeth feast upon her flesh, infecting her with hate, confirming her belief that she is not enough. But one day, pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue pill, shaking off the crocodiles and planting herself on land where she will grow like a winter flower, blooming despite defeating elements. And she will learn to love her breasts, for they nourish her child with milk. And she will learn to love her hips, for they cradled her womb while her child grew within it. And she will learn that those crocodiles are never satiated while she is ever full. And she will tell her daughter, pretty little baby, I have raised you like a woman, far from the water, far from the starving. And when you see the crocodiles, you will come to your mother, and we will laugh at them. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead, and that was, by the way, just so you know, that was Annabelle Fern. You can find her on YouTube as well, and that was Like a Woman. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 240 uh, five six two. You are still not in the lineup. Press one if you want to come on. Two four zero. Are you with me? Two four zero. Are you there? Two four zero. All right. Check and see if you're muted, and uh, we'll get right back with you. Hope that we're not having issues with that. All right. Let's see if Colum's still awake or if he's snoring. We're going to check in on him. Colum, are you with us? I'm still here. Wah <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. That's my evil laugh. Yeah, no sleep for me tonight. <laughs> so, so what you doing? What you doing? What, 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 what are you doing? No, uh, you're not sleeping. Huh? I, I found another piece. <laughs> okay. It's called Saving Grace. It can be damaging how fragile emotions are, how they raise you so high when you find your star. The one that guides you through the dark of night to a brand new day filled with such delight. All it takes is a small amount of bliss, that magical feeling, that tender, loving kiss. A heart so fragile can become so strong till all one's feelings of inadequacy are thus proven wrong. And peace. That was beautiful. Now you have such a bittersweet... Uh, there's, there's just this ache to the way that you write about love or write about feelings, or write about emotions, relationships, all of that. That's just awesome. That was great, sweetheart. Thank you. 
You're very welcome. All right. So now tell everyone how to find you again real quick. I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume. Uh, I'm also on Twitter uh, at Kennedy Hume and on allpoetry.com. Say it with style. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much for hanging in there. Thank you for reading again. And and, uh, in 16 minutes and 20 seconds, you will be able to go to sleep, okay? I hope. All right, sweetheart. (laughs) Have a good night. You too, thank you. All right, let's see if Mama is there. Mama, are you there, hon? Yes, I'm here. I heard you say get up and pull up the pieces, so I did. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> I got up. <laughs> and I'm going to do an erotic piece because everybody's sleepy and wants to go to sleep. And uh, Dina kind of turned me on with that beautiful piece, that love piece that she did for her um, King Cadence. So I'm just going to do this one called Love and a Good Massage. How about that? Okay. Simple old love is like a nice massage. It's calming, relaxing, not complicated or perplexing. It shuts out back pain. It helps you forget the mental rain. The rain that hits hard then slowly fades. I ask myself, am I willing to pay? Or will this love soon fade? As a simple illusion that leads me astray. Shall love return again suddenly, making everything okay? My soul says, be warned. Love comes with its own pollution. Likened to an addiction, a conviction. Illusions of your own mind's fiction. Yet, you will keep chasing that feeling. It's so lovely and thrilling Dopamine high gets harder to achieve. No longer do you believe in it. And it fades away. You'll find you cannot relive it. Just can't get it. Love is more than a simple feeling. Like a good massage, love can be nice and relieving. Not as meaningful or fulfilling. A massage, unlike love, can have a happy ending. <laughs> Enjoy a massage. Sure, it can be nice. Just don't replace a good massage for the real love in your life. You know, unless your masseuse is your lover or your wife. Indeed. <laughs> that makes me want to go get a wife. If that's what I've been or missing out on. <laughs> I'm, I'm a moosexual. That's that's what I'm going to start saying. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm moosexual. I'm you know I don't discriminate against any kind of massage. <laughs> I just want the happy ending. The happy ending, you know. You know the happy ending. <laughs> exactly. Little the Chinese women give you the. Did you, did you want a happy ending? Yes. Yeah, baby, give me the happy ending. <laughs> no happy okay, ending. I'm not going to touch that one. Ending. Mama, tell everyone how to find you, baby. 
Well, you made me get by my bed, so you know I've got to be a little bit bad here. Um, <laughs> you can't find me. I'm, I'm, I'm not to be found tonight. I'm not, I'm not putting my name out there like that. Find me on Nyla Joe, Thursday night. Um, what's the name of this show? You get the commercial. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I can't, I can't even hear you right now, Mama. Are you holding the phone? Yes, Wiggle. Speak Easy Cafe. The Speak Easy Cafe. Okay, the Speak Easy Cafe. <laughs> Just here, here. All right, Mama, I love you, honey. Go snuggle down to the blankets and, and uh, give yourself a hug for me, okay? Okay, give yourself a happy ending if you can't find nobody else. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. We've got to check with 240 again. 240, are you with us yet? Hi, Nyla. It's Meg again. Hey, Meg. Got a golly. We Hi, were like sweetheart. looking for you. <laughs> I was looking for you. Hi, and low. It was neighborhood watch, 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 watch. <laughs> Trying to look for my Nyla. How have you been? Oh, that's not creepy, creepy, creepy at all, 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 all. <laughs> never, 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 never. I'm your neighborhood watch looking for Nyla. You're that I'm creepy. Ah, ah, I'm not stalking your cats at night. Okay. Hi, Meg. Oh, for real. <laughs> Hi, darling. How's everything? Everybody doing well? Is everybody good? Good, good. Everybody good, good. is doing well. It's been an awesome night tonight. Oh, I'm so glad. I loved, loved, loved that one before the baby one. That was, like, brutally intoxicating me, invigorating, like, enthralling. Um, it was amazing. That was amazing. I um, I was at a loss for words. And the second one, I had to put the phone down. I was like, okay, I'm getting a little freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, goodness. Um... Well, um, I'm going to do something totally different than I've never done. So, um, I have a favor to ask you. Um, I want you to, and I've been working on something, so I'm going to see if I can do this, and I think I can. I'm beyond the little engine I could. So, what I need from you is this. My homework assignment to you is to give me one short sentence like a haiku and see where I can go with it. And I'm going to see what I can do tonight. And I'm going to free stop for the very first time on the show. Awesome. And I can do it because I've been practicing and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go for it. And if I fail, I fail. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> you can do anything you want, and we're going to be here having fun with you, baby girl. All right. Well, let's see what I can do and So I'm actually um, at my best friend's house, and everybody's asleep, and I'm sitting on the porch with my cigarettes, which I intend to quit, and my cup of joe, my coffee, and I'm on air with you. So with that being said, I need to be quiet because my roommate's waking up at 4.30 in the morning, so shh. Okay, so can you give me a prompt? It can be anything. Um, you can actually do erotica. You can do whatever you want. The floor is open for you. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I, you know, the really bitchy, mean part of me, instantly my I was thinking, what could I do to really get her? Okay, it's going to be, uh, the prompt's going to be, it. Dewey Decimal was my lover. Ooh, ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dewey Decimal was my lover. Okay, let me see. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to wake everybody up for this one. <laughs> We're going to blow up the floor tonight. You're going to be up all night with golf. Um, okay. The Dewey Decimal is my, was my lover or is? Dewey Decimal was my lover. You know, the Dewey Decimal okay. system in a library. Yeah. But, yeah, but let's go a little bit more into Dewey Decimal. System. You do whatever you want with it. Okay. Describe Dewey Decimal system the way you see it. No, that's that's up to you. Okay. I just give okay. it a prompt. Right. I'm just or I can give it. you a new okay. new one if you want me to, because that one was really bitchy. No, no, I love this one. I can go so far with okay. this one. It's not even funny. Okay. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm actually blushing. Okay. <clears throat> Deep breath in. Get a mantra and a focal point. Okay, and there's a firefly, and that was my focal point. Okay. The Dewey Decimal System was my lover by Nikon. The Dewey Decimal System was my lover, but the lover faded to blue. The blue gone black, the black gone brown, the brown protruded through and through. The through and through through thick and thrall. The trees stand tall at night. We don't know where he's creeping or calling, but he know, we know he's always in flight. Flight, flight is all he knows. He runs and runs and runs. From what we know, we don't know. He never tells a soul. Fate brings him through here and there. He is here. He's everywhere. He is the dark night shadow of the lover of the fall. The thrall of my thrones, thistles, thorns, no roses to be taken. Don't drop them at my doorstep. Doorsteps drooling for love's divine, love's divine, agape love, agape love, never seen, never seen to be foreseen, to be forsaken by another, another that she already knows of. Does he know? Is he there? Does he care? Will he still stare, staring silently in the night at her lurking shadow, wondering if she is the long-lost soulmate or if he is truly the devil, the devil in disguise of love's despair, disembarked and distraught and dismayed, for he got drunk one night. And the rest is in a daze. Dazed and confused is the lover of the night. The night crawler by day. The darko by night. The Dewey Decimal System was and is still my lover. Yet the face, the face of the fright of the fright of the night, he runs. 
He's always underground, always in the trees, always working, always undercover, trying to find peace of his soul, his soul's divine, for the best friend he lost to a crash one night, a crash he blames himself for every day, best friend, lover of the night, Darko. It's fight or flight. What's the fright that you are so afraid of? The love that you will never portray of. Will you still be the Darko at night? Or will you be the Dewey Decimal System that failed me once, twice, three times a lady? And he claims the love, the love at day and night. She walks away, knowing she can never look back. Yet he fights even harder. Now he's more on task. On task for the love of his soulmate, his best friend. The love of her life. Will she stay or will she go? The choice is hers alone. He needs to stop the flight of the night. And he needs to stand tall and hold hands and say, the decimal system is now over. I'm here to stay in time. In a library near you. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope not. Take the wheel. I'm a Carrie Underwood song now. I can't believe I just did that. I've been practicing for like a year and a half. A year and that a half. That was awesome, sweetheart. And you just, I mean, you just went. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. You know, remember a couple of years back, like five years back, when you taught us how to entangle the words but use like, okay, so if you're going to use say dark, if you're going to pick a D word to go with everyone, so you're going to change it up. So you go D, F, back to D, D, F, back to C, D, F, back to D, 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 D. And you kind of taught me how to do that. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart because now I can actually rap. And um, it's kind <laughs> of scary, actually. I'm studying like I M&M. taught you that? You did. Five years That's ago. That's awesome. Five years ago, you did a poetry prompt, and you were teaching us how to rhyme and slew style. But I don't know if people were getting it. And so if you take, like, okay, say you have, okay, say you have a pink elephant standing in the middle of the room. You're going to want to talk about it, right? But how are you mm-hmm. going to talk about the pink elephant? You're going to have to describe it. You're going to have to be descriptive. You're going to need to use pronouns, adjectives, and verbs. It's like that old song. What was it? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Conjunction, yeah. Remember that song? Okay, so that's kind of like what you taught me five years ago. So for like the last five years, I've been trying to put it together. And then it just flowed. And then I was able to freestyle. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, crap, nobody heard me. Like, nobody heard anything that I just said. And then today, um, a couple days ago, I started writing lyrics. And I didn't do lyrics. 
I did lyrics 15 years ago, and someone took them, took my lyrics, and somebody else went to the Grand Old Opry, and then I never did them again. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe I could throw them into the wind. My life's kind of like a country song. Why don't I try? I mean, what's the worst thing they can tell you in life is no. So I wrote 10 lyrics, and then I did... I studied Eminem, I studied Adam Levine, I studied 50 Cent, I studied Logic, I studied Cannon. Um, Cannon's a really good freestyle Christian rapper. Um, he's hardcore, though. Um, I studied Lecrae. Um, there were about 30 that I've studied in the last year. And so to pick up the lyrics and see how they do it, um, I was able to do it. But you, you, my friend, were the beginning. And um, so I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've been kind of working on something over here. Truly. I'm I'm real proud of you. You did fantastic on that. But here's the deal. I'm Twitter paid it over somebody else. So time will tell. (laughs) See, the the funny thing about love is you can be in love with somebody and it can be all wrong, but things can change down the road. So you can't, like, just write people off. You kind of have to forgive and forget. And I can do that. Think by the grace of God, I can do that. I can say, you know, you're forgiven, you know. Um, um, and now I can honestly say I'm Twitter-pated about someone else. So I think the other guy's going to, like, totally win my soul. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, I guess well, can be more posted, time. Because inquiring minds want to know. Well, I'm taking a mini vacay, and I am actually going to be, I need a vacation badly. Um, So either one of two things are going to happen. Either A, one of them is going to show up and say, hey, I care about you enough. Let's go chill in Ocean City and spend the weekend just riding out with the guys, which I don't think would happen because I think they all beat each other incessantly. Or um, B, one of three will show, um, and we'll start as friends. Um, I think that's probably the best way to go. Or C, um, I've called my friend in Frederick, and I'm going to spend two weeks up in Frederick and just read with her. Um, and that will be my mini VK. So it will be one, two, or three, and uh, it's going to be kind of a 72-hour last block. Um, I've already made the motions to be picked up tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see. But all is well. Um, the other thing I'm working on is my Temple Arctic series, Rompy and the Penguins. Um, I was told specifically not to talk about it, but I'm going to. There is a gentleman that is, um, I've been in touch with the last 72 hours. Um, he's taking off with my work, and we're going to put it into a wild perspective. And um, that's about it, really. Um I'm still the boring girl that hasn't dated in four years. So I don't know what this whole, like, date me, see me, love me, love me kind of thing is. Um, So, yeah. And my next poem will be erotica. How about that? I can do that. I can do that. You can do that. I believe in you. Oh, thank you. I believe in you. We need to get our line popular and, like, definitely have a convention already. It's time. Um, and if you can send me the links um, on my Facebook and just drop them on my page, 
Um, I'm looking to publish some new poetry um, in those groups that you're always promoting. Um, but my Facebook has been down. So um, if you can instant message me your phone number so I can talk with you offline, I really want to do that. And maybe you and I can collaborate something. I would love that. I, that's always been a dream of mine to collaborate with you. Awesome. Okay. Alrighty, my dear, I shall do that. And lastly, um, it's Meg Collins. You can find me on Instagram. My poetry is found on there. I'm also on Twitter. I'm I'm not Googleable yet. And I'm also on Facebook under Meg Collins. And my two books, my magnum opus, which is a decade of my poetry, um, can be found on authorhouse.com. It's also found in Barnes and Noble. And then Twinkle, Twinkle, Starry Sky, a children's book that is also with Barnes and Noble and authorhouse.com. Uh, don't go to Amazon. It's selling for like a dollar. And uh, that won't give me any kind of profit. <laughs> so uh, please go to the other one. <laughs> please please think I'm more, worth more than a dollar, please. You definitely please. are. Oh, thank you. So are you. So are you. And give my love to Christopher and everyone in the chat room. If no one's told you they love you today, I love you all. Oh, we love you too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. Oh, you're welcome. I have goosebumps. That was so much fun. <laughs> all Stay right, baby. We'll talk week. to you next soon, okay? Erotica. Okay, I love you. I <laughs> love you too, hon. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been an absolute fantastic night tonight. I want to thank all of you for being here, both listeners and callers. And uh, we will see you next week, same time, same place, all that good stuff. And I'm going to close the show with a piece by Gregory Schwartz, and it's called Bear in the Backyard. Here we go. We'll talk to you guys next week. Good night, everyone. Hey, there's a bear in the backyard. It knocked the bug zapper into the pool. The bear fell into the pool and got electrocuted. Then a wire broke and it started a fire. And it fell into a tree and started the tree to burn. And the tree fell onto the roof and it started the house on fire. Then the fire melted all the telephone wires and caused a blackout. No one could call out for help. They're trapped in the house and preparing to die. And a rebirth of life free from the conditions which brought them through this series of basic interactions. They smell like electric fried broiled bear meat. It only reinforces the vegetarian ethos. Accepting liberation through a comedy of errors, they find it personally more effective than waiting in line for all eternity to be judged for things that had nothing to do with them. 